We Real Reeves. Hey guys, this is Panda Brandon, and I do want to go ahead and apologize firsthand because we had some recording issues with Grizzly's mic in this one, so it was kind of hard to hear. So I try to amplify that as much as I can. So you might hear a little bit of static. Uh, while we were recording, the levels were fine and everything was going good. But well, when I started editing, I noticed that you know you could barely hear Grizzly, and I guess there's something wrong with the mic. So we're gonna have to get a new mic. But I just want to let you know upfront, like this is not the quality that we you know we try to put out. We want to put out better quality. But like I said, I know nothing about sound recording. So if anybody knows anything that could help us out, uh, let me know. So I uh, apologize in advance and uh, enjoy the episode. Welcome to We Real Reels, the monthly podcast where we review old movies to find out if they are as good as we remember or if they make you want to say you love crepes. I'm your host, Panda Brandon, and with me are my two half-brothers, the Grizzly Zane and the Polar Dev. If you ain't first, you're last. This podcast does contain spoilers and we'll be discussing the movie at length. This is a mature content podcast, so be prepared for harsh language and awkward situations. All sound clips, music, and trailers are only used for review purposes and belong to their respective owners. This podcast is also sponsored by The Collectors and Shots and Squatch Gym. This podcast is also listener-supported. Follow the link in the episode description and support any way you can. Alright guys, how's everybody been doing? Good, good. Hanging out, you know. That's alright. Well, I've been thinking, man, let's add a, a few things to this podcast. Maybe make it a little more interesting. I don't know. Maybe less interesting. We'll just see how it goes. But I have a hypothetical for you guys. I want to combine the, you know, a hypothetical from our last movie to this next movie that we're going to do. And just, I don't know, just make up some kind of crazy, just just, just to get, uh, what is it, thoughts, provoke some thoughts, okay? So I want, I want to provoke some thoughts and some conversations. And so here's the question. What if Ricky Bobby brought home Chucky as a gift for his boys? Would they survive that Christmas gift? I think they'd either rip his arms off before he got a chance to to settle in the house. Wait, who are you talking about? If uh, Ricky Bobby's boys, uh, oh. Texas Ranger. If Chucky got in there? Yeah, I think he would. He, like they would tear his arms and feet off. I don't. I don't know. I, I think. Like I think Chucky would be able to bribe them to get them to do his bidding. They seem like some susceptible, evil motherfuckers. <laughs> that would just be like, oh wait, we can get some fucking money. Raise hell, praise Dale. Let's fucking go. I'm saying like initially when they first bring him in, if they don't destroy him right there, I don't think they touch him. They'd be like, this ain't fucking iPods. <laughs> them them dudes are. I mean, them kids are fucking. They threw. Grandpa chips war medals off the fucking bridge. Bro, <laughs> them kids don't give a fuck about no damn doll. They'd be like, bitch, what is this, American girl? But, I don't, I mean, if, if it came to a battle, two on one, uh, are we going weapons or no weapons? I mean, Chucky's got his knife. So they get to have whatever weapon they choose? Probably. Like, I mean, one of them had a prison shank. Yeah, he definitely did. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm oh, taking them two kids. Shank. I'm taking the two kids. It's two on one, I'm taking them. Mm. I think Chucky would be like, what the fuck? This is not what I expected. I think for comedic purposes, y'all are agreeing with those kids, but Chucky's dangerous, man. Chucky's a strangler. He is, but he's used to Andy. He's killed grown men. Andy's retarded compared to them kids. Them kids are demons. Chucky would still probably fuck them up. Yeah. I but think alone, 
I don't, don't think, think Chucky, I, if both of them gang up, it's gonna be the kids. I still don't think Chucky ends up fucking them up. I think Chucky understands that they're on his level of evil, mm-hmm. and they just join. They make a fucking gang. Yes, yeah. It's like the fucking baby doll NWO. I mean, that's that's the beginning stages of them though, because the, towards the end, they was going at church. Yeah, that's when Grandma was whooping her ass. But <laughs> if Grandma ain't whooping that ass, if Chucky fucking slices her throat, and they're like, "Oh shit! All right, we can do the same shit." Them them kids are fucking people up. That's Murder City. What do you guys think, you listeners? Uh, go ahead and uh, comment there on our Instagram at We Real Reels on Instagram. Or you can Gmail us at uh, We Real Meal at gmail.com. We Real Meal. We Will Reels. Yeah, you said that fast enough. It fucks you up, okay? Anyways, you guys know what to do. We got a real charity group or something. We got a real quiet uh, fan base. Well, let's get into our first segment of what you've been doing and what you're going to do. Hey, watch it, pal. What have you been doing? What are you going to do, huh? All right, cuz. I think you've had the probably most eventful one. Let's start off with you. Uh, Yeah, okay. I mean, I'll, yeah. I, uh, I'm going to start off with... Uh, we went to Universal, bro. First time ever. Uh, never been. None of us have ever been. All the people who went. And uh, let me... Oh, my God, dude. That is a fucking... Fuck Disney. Universal's where it's at. Like Disney was like kid based. It felt like if you didn't have a child with you, you'd feel like a weirdo going to it. But Universal felt like you could go by yourself on just a regular Tuesday night and have a good time. It was awesome. But uh, I do have a couple stories from this trip uh, to Universal. Well, we went to you know we show we got there. We uh, we went to Orlando Magic Stadium. I'm a big Orlando Magic fan, basketball wise. Woo, Paulo Banquero. Uh, we went to their stadium, did a tour, went to the pro shop. We we also went to Hogan's Beach Shop. If you didn't know that was a real thing in Orlando, there's a Hulk Hogan's Beach Shop where you can go look at all his memorabilia and stuff from wrestling, all his belts and boots and his cars in there. He had a motorcycle in there. Yeah, yeah. It's all super fucking overpriced because Hulk Hogan's still alive. They're selling that shit like he's dead. Well, listen, dude. You know, my prices are, are how they are because... I'm the holster. Well, he's uh he's also been in the media quite often uh, uh recently for lying his ass off. Yeah, his his first book contradicts his second book, contradicts every podcast he's done since the second book. They all they all contradict each other. Motherfucker talking about he wrestled four hundred fucking days out of the year. Get the fuck out of here. I don't even that don't even make fucking logical sense. But uh uh some of the funny stories from uh Universal. We uh we get down there and uh for me daily I'd get up, take a couple shots Take a shit, go for a walk early in the morning before everybody else got up. Wait, I go wait, walk. Wait, wait, wait. What was that called again? Uh, the, where you're taking a shot, where you're taking a shit. Yeah. It's called an empty netter. <laughs> it's an empty netter for all you nat- her, uh, hockey fans. That's an empty netter. You're cleaning out while you're filling her back up. Empty netter. You're putting in a goal. That's a that's a good one. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, copyrighted, by the way, so don't fucking try and use it. <laughs> but uh, I would do that, and I go walking. Well, the first day, I was like, I'm going to walk. And it was like a, a mile and a half where the where we stayed in the resort. They had like this little walking trail. And on one side of it, there was no sprinklers or anything going. So I was walking. I had my headphones in. I was doing my own thing. Had my sunglasses on because the sun was about to come up. Not, you know, just minding my own business. I started coming down the opposite side of the road. And there was some sprinklers going. But I was paying attention and all of them were stationary. They were all pointing away from where I was walking. So I didn't think shit about it. I'm just walking. I walked probably another 45, maybe 50 yards, and I got fucking mouth raped 
by a fucking sprinkler. Knocked my fucking glasses off. Knocked my hat off. Dude, I was soaked. And I didn't, all I did was just stand there and take it because I didn't know what else to do. It obliterated me and just just spun on its way. And I just grabbed my shit and I was like, fuck, and just walked away. I, I, no one got it on video that I know of. If somebody did, please fucking tag us on that because that shit's got to be fucking funny. You can see how defeated I was in that moment. But I went back, changed my clothes, and then I went to the, to the gym. I had to go back and change because I was soaking fucking wet. Ruined all my shit. But, uh, yeah, that was it. I, I, you know, get up, take my shots, do my shit, go walk, go to the gym, and then I'd take a couple shots again. We'd go to the park. Uh, we get to the park. i take another couple shots, and then we'd go to the first ride. Uh, as soon as we got off that ride, I'd go get a beer, go to the next ride, get another beer. Yeah, just, just keep going like stone cold. But it was fucking awesome. Uh, there was another funny uh, situation. The first day we got there, we was walking around. And uh, they were starting to set up for that Halloween Nights of Horrors where everything shuts down early on the Universal side. So you got to kind of get out of there. You're just wasting your fucking time. You can't go anywhere. So we were walking. There was this family in front of us that was walking slow as fuck, man. Just Some of those people there are just like, get the fuck out of the way. But you can't get around them because the other people around them are walking. It's almost like interstate, you know. They're blocking you, but other people are blocking you from getting around them blocking you. So we all was like, I'm just going to slow up. Who cares? We're not in a hurry. And all of a sudden, I looked, and this lady was walking like she had shit herself. She was walking real wide-based, like she was chafing, mm -hmm. like something had slipped out, and it was too late. Was it a bump in her pants? Well, no. I fucking looked over my shoulder, and nephew Hayden was fucking crying. And I looked back at her ass, because I knew exactly what he was looking at, and she had, in fact, shit herself. Mm. There was a real nice Mr. Hanky-sized fucking shit stain on the back of this lady's fucking pants, bro. And she was walking wide as fuck, and they were trying... I know what they were doing. They were trying to get the fuck out of there, but she had another quarter mile to go walking like that with them shit pants. So I had to get around it, because Hayden was about to fucking... He was laughing so loud, he was about to let them know that we know. And I didn't want any part of that. But that happened. Uh, and then the second day we get in there, and we're having a good time. Everything's fine. We get to one of them rides, and all of a sudden, these motherfucking monks come in. On the fucking fast pass, bro. And I don't mean to be rude. I don't have anything against monks. But when there's a hundred and fucking fifty of you. And you're in the fast pass lane. And them fuckers at Universal are letting all you assholes go. Because you're in a group. Instead of everybody else. It pisses me the fuck off. And that's what they were doing on the first ride. They were letting that entire group of people go. Instead of normally you let a couple fast pass people go. And then you let some of the regular people in the line go. No, they were letting all those fucking monks go as a group. On that first ride. It was supposed to be a 15 minute wait. And it ended up being 45. Which isn't that big of a deal. But when they're bullshitting. So when we got out of that motherfucker. We saw them. And we watched where they went. They went left. We went fucking right. And the whole day. All we did was avoid them fucking monks. And they started making announcements. On the rides. Saying that if you're in a group. It doesn't matter. You go as a. as When the fast pass allows you. Or you fucking. You're going to stay behind. They weren't letting. So I, I think people were starting to complain about them. But they were all right. I mean, we just tried to avoid them. Uh, another thing that was weird is uh, we uh, we went to this chocolate factory thing. It was like a I don't know, chocolate emporium or something. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, it was like a restaurant. It was cool. It was like steampunk style. And, man, I ate way too much fucking gummy. One piece. Yeah. Steampunk. Yeah, steampunk. Steampunk. I got those two next time. 
You're stuck in the anime yeah, world, man. You fucked up. Vega, you fucked up. <laughs> well, we went to this. It was for uh, my wife. We we had gone to Universal for our anniversary, our ten year anniversary, and she wanted. She had requested to go to this restaurant for her birthday. It'd be a birthday dinner. So we go to this restaurant. It was cool. It was all right. I mean, uh, I I pre-gamed way too hard for a restaurant that I didn't need to pre-game for, but I did. So we got in there, and this there's a bunch of steampunk shit moving around. All the people are dressed up like steampunk type people. They all look like uh, who's that guy from the Doom Patrol? Uh, Brennan Fraser's character, that metal looking dude. Oh yeah, the they robot. all look like that. Robot. Yeah, they're all just weird looking. And I look over, and we had gone with my mother in law. My mother in law was like rubbing her chest, like in a weird way. And I was looking at her, what the fuck are you? And I said, Lisa, what the fuck are you doing? And she said, my shirt feels wet, but it's not. And I was like, oh, fuck. What are they putting these damn drinks, bro? <laughs> I couldn't stop fucking laughing. I'm like, wait, what? Your shirt is wet, but it's not? I don't understand what that means. That happened. But even funnier than that was we left. And uh, we were outside waiting for waiting around. I don't remember what for. And all of a sudden, this lady comes walking through with no shoes on, screaming, Take me home! We couldn't. She was yelling, dude, and we were like, "Oh shit, some shit's about to go down." We didn't know who she was talking to. She eventually walks and meets up with this dude, and all you hear her say is, "Take me home! I'm done with this shit." And we were like, "Oh!" So she walks down this pathway. It's probably about fifty yards towards a bridge, and we were waiting. We were like, "Oh, I see her go across this bridge." She's yelling at this fucking dude. We never saw her. All of a sudden, a bunch of EMTs come out with a damn stretcher. And go the opposite way of where she came. We were like, damn, this bitch probably just murdered somebody. Oh, she might have shipped somebody in a damn ride. I don't fucking know. So we were trying to figure out what's going on. So we start walking and we ended up going back towards where she had gone. And there was a bunch of security people at a restaurant. I don't know if it was her, but there was a bunch of security people over there trying to, I guess, get something going. But that was another funny thing that happened. But it was cool. Universal was awesome, man. It was a good time. Water park's awesome. Everything's good. Uh, I'm going to speed this up because I'm taking too much time. But uh, the other thing I did is been playing a lot of disc golf. I played uh, doubles a couple weeks ago uh, in a tournament, and uh, we were down by two two strokes, two shots, hole 12. Going into hole 12, my partner threw his shot. It was a good shot. I said, what do you want me to do, bro? He said, go for it. So I fucking launched this Frisbee, 315 feet, bam, hole in one. Mm. To tie it up, we ended up winning doubles uh, in a playoff in hole mm. 19. For the doubles, so yeah, that was cool. But other than that, man, you're just playing Spider-Man, playing disc golf, Universal stuff, you know, getting ready for Christmas. Sorry, that was long. My what's, bad. Well, what's the plan on doing next month? Uh, next month, do more disc golf. We do disc golf every Sunday, 8 a.m. Uh, more Spider-Man. We bought some video games. I'm trying to, I know it's getting colder, so I know going outside is kind of getting to the point where it's, it's out of the question. So this is usually where I start watching shows or playing video games. So I finished Gen V. Hoping the boys season three comes out soon or something worthy of watching, but probably just playing video games, man. That Spider Man's amazing. All right, cool. I'm gonna take it over after this one. Woo Get this last month uh, was a Halloween. Woo Very interesting month. I hope everybody had a happy Halloween. Uh, we went to a festival in Smyrna where uh, Grayson dressed up as Chucky, and he ended up winning uh, first place from zero to three year olds. Uh, he got the you got a $20 gift card and a bag full of candy. Hell yeah. But get this. Sam goes to get him something with that gift card, and it's empty. No. Yeah. Yeah, Smyrna, the city of Smyrna, fucked us. It had nothing on it. Did zero, you call him? Zero balance. 
I mean, I, don't, I guess I could. Yeah, wouldn't be worth their, your time. They probably mm-hmm. didn't mean to. Parks and Ricks. They probably didn't mean to, but yeah. somebody fucked them. Some sure they have a, a city, like the city council thing or so with that. Yeah. Be able to... Well, yeah, so, so yeah, they fucked us on that. We thought we won, but we didn't win. But we got candy out of it, I guess. I don't know. You sure he didn't use that to get a new soul? <laughs> he was Chucky. He was taking souls. That's right. That a lot <laughs> uh, we also went to one of my country cousins, Big Bubba. Went to his, uh, his kid had a birthday party in Smyrna. They had this crazy little kid fun center, man. It was, it was crazy. It's a fun place. Yeah, like, it was like full of like those little ball pit. And they had like these things the kids can climb around in, kind of like that old DZ. That's area. what I was about to say. It reminds me of that. Yeah, and then um, they had like this sand pit made of like black rice or something they can crawl in and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So Grayson got to do that. He got he loved that. I don't know how much they are on safety though. You know, it was like I feel like somebody could just walk off with a kid. Out yeah, there's there. definitely no like safety the in there. Did you do the dodgeball thing where there's like the room full of just <laughs> balls, but it's not like a real dodgeball court? It's it's like a room, like a ten by ten room, and there's a bunch of dodgeballs. And dude, I was plastering kids Mm-mm. in the mouth. I know the trampoline, but there weren't no dodgeballs in there. Oh, they they probably took them out for good reason. Probably small area, blasting kids. But um, I did get to go to a what was it the Multicon in Lebanon, Tennessee. I got to do that on a Sunday, and attendance was super low, so I got to meet uh, Kimiko from the boys. Oh shit! For real? Yeah, yeah. The Asian, oh, fuck. Asian chick. I got to meet him. What's up? Uh, yeah. I didn't even know anything about that in Lebanon. Yeah, me either. Not a lot of people did. They kept saying attendance was low all weekend. I was like, well, it's perfect con for me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I got to walk around. I bought a few uh, Christmas gifts from there, and yeah, I got to meet her, dude. It was awesome. Getting to talk give her to your her. Business card. No, I didn't. Oh man, bro. Yeah, put it on the show. Put it on the show, bro. I don't think she would be interested in that. Have but, it in her wallet. Yeah, she was very cool. I uh, got to meet her. There was a couple other guys there from like TV shows, but I didn't really know who they were. And then uh, I saw the signs where uh, Big Papa Pump was there, oh, Ron, Ron Simmons, and uh, Jimmy uh, Hart, the mouth of the South. Damn. Yeah. The big bad booty daddy, though, of all of them. They were all there. Damn. So that was uh, that was something there. Big Papa Pump, son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think that's about it for me for that past month. Uh, this next month, looking forward to Thanksgiving, you know, gathering around the ones you love and just eating a bunch of fucking food. Mm, I'll pass it off to you, uh, Grizzly. All right, guys. So uh, we were still having trouble with the hunting situation that I got going on. Um, we found seven more tents of random fucking people <laughs> who are out there. <laughs> No tents, but it seems like my aunts aren't. I feel like they're not getting the message that I'm trying to do it this year and that it's a week away. So they're not like rushing to get me on the land. And so what I'm thinking is going to have to happen is I'm going to have to get my own uh, shack and put it on the land and I have to hunt next year. But they're going to give me a, a lot of chances to go through the classes and do the safety. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you can sight in your rifle, get everything ready. You could even do, get you a bow if you wanted to do bow because it starts earlier. Yeah. You know, you could go bow and then when bows or rifle starts, you can do rifle. I mean, because, um, you know, his father-in-law, Scott, you know, he he just got himself a a little... Bro, he blew that (laughs) fucking deer's heart out with that crossbow. I'm talking, he said it was like a baseball-sized hole. I've never seen a crossbow hit an animal, but I imagine it's worse than a bullet. 
and worse than an arrow, and an arrow will put a big hole in it already, a good half dollar size. But, but if it does that much damage, I might try it and go out there uh, during bow season next year. But right now, uh, I did get a, a scope, and my wife is pretty upset with me because the, the scope that I have is about the same price as the gun that I bought. She doesn't understand the concept of guns. That's how it works. Scope, red dot sights, all that shit usually cost more than the damn guns themselves. Luckily, I did find it at a discounted price, so it was it was even cheaper than I would have got it. I would have got it at the store. So. What do they say? Ask for forgiveness, <laughs> not for permission. But yeah, I got a what fifteen hundred dollar um, scope right now. Uh, scoping a uh, gun setup right now. So hell it's, yeah, it's pretty good. You better not miss. Ah, I fucking. <laughs> But I'm still, like I said, it's still one of my dreams, so it's ongoing. Uh, at least I'm going to try to go to G's property and get a turkey this year, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I thought turkey's over. No, uh, fall turkey season is about to start, actually. Yeah, I think it started the 10th. I think it goes through. Okay. But <clears throat> I don't know. We'll see. Um, well, that's pretty much it. What happened this past month, what I'm trying to do is I'm still saving up for Vegas. Spending a couple of days there in the years. Trying to, I don't know if you can save enough for Vegas. Uh, Are you going to the Sphere? I'm, going to, I'm trying to go to the Sphere. But I heard it would lost a shit ton of money. Well, I know the... But it looks amazing. I know the, the ads. If you want to run an ad, I think it's like $100 million. Or like that. Holy shit, what? what Inside it? of it or outside of it? Like outside if you want to have actually, the ad maybe, show through Vegas? Maybe. I think, it, I think it's actually 250 but if you want to do a gig there... Dude, the, it looks amazing, though. Have you seen the videos? I've seen the videos. It looks like people are in fucking space watching a concert. It is wow. I don't know if I could do it. I well, think it would give well, me a headache. From what I heard is that you don't want to do the first level. You want to do. You want to go up. Level. Yeah, I could see that, dude. Yeah. Too close. It's like the movie theater. You want to be farther away to see the whole thing. So, we'll see. Oof. Yeah. That'd be dope, though. You going to Area 15? Area 15, yeah. Yeah! <laughs> From uh, I'm trying to do the... Uh, Grand Canyon, I'm trying to do the Hoover Dam, I'm trying to do all that stuff, man. That'd be dope. Somewhere, I've never been out west. Hey, if I give you money, will you stop by the Raider Stadium and give me something? Uh, I can probably do that. The, the, the Death Star? Yeah, I can probably do that. I've never been, but yeah. I don't know if I'll ever go. I need to calm down as a human yeah, before maybe, I go to a place like that. Give me something, I got you. I got you. But uh, my mom was in the hospital, and uh, luckily she's doing good. Hell yeah. Um, she had something wrapped around her intestines, so the doctor had to cut her up and, and get the abscess or what is it called? Is it like a tumor or something? Or like, so, I don't, I don't know what it is yet. Um, they said something about the umbilical cord. What? Is she pregnant? No, but I don't know what women have. It sounds like your doctor don't know what the women have. No, <laughs> he said, well, you have you had the vaccine? All, all this, <laughs> I'm telling you, all this is... is Getting your flu shot lately? Third person, like... Oh, she's trying to tell you, so, so it's probably... Tell me, but she had some... Uh, I wonder if she had what uh, Brock Lesnar had, that diverticulitis, because didn't you say they had to remove some of her intestines? Yeah, a little bit. I wonder if it's the same type of thing. That's, that's crazy, too, because my, oh, my uncle had the same thing. He had, a, he had, he had an umbilical up. cord wrapped around his no, intestines? He had to get rid of his intestines <laughs> up to a certain point, so I think he had that, too. That diverticulitis, maybe. Yeah. It's a it's a rare shit. Yeah. Your mom's going to be strong as fuck now. Right. Brock Lesnar, that's what happened to him. He went back and got the <laughs> WWE title after that. 
He said, fuck UFC. Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw John Cena around. But right now, I've, I've officially accumulated about 500 bullets for my 9mm. What a uh, weird, like, fucking brag. Cast <laughs> <laughs> me, motherfuckers. What you getting ready for, man? Yeah, well, <laughs> hold on. If, if something happened, you guys already know I'd get Braggadocio. Uh, what if I got a 45 or he's got a 38? Whatever. We're fucked. Both of y'all got nice. Huh? Like, say, shoot him, get him, I'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm on this auction site now. I always have 9mm for sale. And it's like guns? Or bullets. They have guns and bullets, but I always try to buy bullets because it's like. How do they auction guns? Uh, they do the background check and everything. Oh, okay. So they, you have to go the same yeah, the process. Yeah. You just yeah. you just auction it and you bid on it. Okay. Yeah. But then the, the I bullets, didn't know you could do that. The bullets is just regular. You on it, you win it, you good. So I think I spent about three hundred and twenty bullets. I think I got for around sixty dollars. You got some of that bathtub chemist bullets. Them some bitches gonna be putting out symbionts and shit. or anything, so. You know they go bad, right? That's fine. I'm probably gonna use them before. What if they're already bad? Uh, I tested a couple of them out. They're fine. Mm. But then, uh, That's what Samsung said about their phone batteries. That's all I've done. What I'm gonna do is I'm ready for this Christmas family night bash that I'm throwing. Where I get to give away a bunch of stuff to a bunch of people that I love. Hmm. So, um, we're going to cook. We're gonna, I'm going to possibly do a turkey. I don't know. Do some fried turkey. You got some disc golf stuff in there? Man, I don't know. We'll see. Hey, you are a turkey. Yeah. Yeah, turkey. Yeah, What'd you call me, little cocksucker? <laughs> and then, uh, the, uh, December 9th, I'm ready for these Jordan 11 Neapolitan to come out. Ooh. Wait, what do you mean Neapolitan? Neapolitan. Are they what we think they are? Yes, he's IT. The bottom is pink, middle is black, it's supposed to be chocolate, and then the top is white, so Neapolitan. What? That's not, that's not what I was picturing. I was picturing, like, the bottom to be brown, because the, the, of dirt. You're doing a pink on the bottom? Yeah, it's like pinkish. Like and then I was figuring white on the top and then pink in the middle, but okay, all right. Do your thing, dog. Yeah. What, are you going to go camp out for them? No. Like Black no. Friday? Um, what I do is is that I uh, still I, I get two or three phones, and then I go on Nike and try to apply to get the shoe. And the shoes that I get, I'll go ahead and pay for them. What do you mean, apply to get the shoes? So, like, there's a waiting list whenever you go and you want to buy some shoes. On Nike, fucking on with me? Jordans, yeah. You're serious? So many people want them. Holy shit, I did not know so that. So many people want them. Like, I bought K some shoes last week the uh, Jordan 12s the Jordan Cherry 12s and they're about $210 that's too much and I had to wait in line she for hooping? a good 15 minutes to get them in line digitally and digitally online yeah so you didn't wait in any line but you were in line on your phone yeah you couldn't play your game couldn't you had to watch it I was just sitting there waiting she hooping though motherfuckers or yeah, no, she I just wears them she just are clean but I did trade her shoes. I got the Cherry 11s. She got the Cherry 12s. I'll be good. Goddamn, y'all rich as fuck. <laughs> I got some hay dudes. It's fucking sandals. No, I don't want to But yeah, that's it, guys. Uh, hmm. Hopefully I get these Neapolitans. Hopefully I have a good Well, time good luck to you, sir. Good mm -hmm. luck to you. Good luck to you. I hope you do get them. I hope that's, uh, they, all you, they are all you ever dreamed of. <clears throat> I get these. Well, since it is the, uh, November, we're in middle November now, and it's that time of month, you know, the time we celebrate Thanksgiving, being thankful for a lot of things, 
Uh, so I wanted us to go around and, and say a little bit about what we were thankful for. Let's go ahead and start off with you, Chris. I'm going to say I think I'm I'm grateful for you guys because uh, throughout the years I've been pretty... Pretty gay. <laughs> yeah, you started out super fucking weird. You sound like you're slurping when you're talking. <laughs> oh, shit. See, now I'm rethinking. <laughs> Too late. Too late. You can't take back your thankfulness. Yeah, my mental health had been where it's supposed to be. Um, normally, I'm a pretty chipper guy, but I've been depressed. and I've been really stressed about my weight, my, you know home life, my job, everything. And I think this podcast actually helped because we were sitting here talking like shooting and shit. We ain't got to worry about nobody's opinion, you know. We're just sitting here man-lovings up in here, you know. Don't say that. <laughs> you also shouldn't worry about anybody else's fucking opinion. Because I don't, fuck. but it's still, you know, you, you still got stuff going through your head, you know. And you guys you guys really helped me out with that. So, I say you guys, family, it's a uh, blessing. My mom went through all this surgery and everything went fine. Nothing, nothing's wrong. I just wish I had the explanation of what actually went wrong with her. But friends, family, wife getting on my nerves, but I still love her. But she's able to spend because a whole bunch of people don't have friends and family around the holidays like this, you know, that you can be 100% honest with and and reciprocate. All your feelings. Do you feel like, awesome. though, that like that's a problem with just people? I feel like a lot of people just aren't honest. Yeah, I think, I think that they... I think they, they put, to on put on a... Yeah. Just be honest, man. Just have a good time. If you can't be honest around certain people, you probably shouldn't hang out with them. I think they put a persona on, like, hey, I don't need anybody except for, you know, my kids or something like that. Mm. Like, you you got to have friends. friends. You got to have friends. Yeah, got so to. I guess what I'm thankful for. Alright, well thank you, Grizz. Uh, Polar, you're up next. I'm going motherfucking first, and I'm going to go the opposite of you, Zay. Fuck all your nice-ass shit. I'm going, I'm thankful for the motherfucking Raiders organization, the Las Vegas motherfucking Raiders, for firing that punk-ass coach, Josh McDaniels, and that GM. Thank God we're finally winning games now. We're performing. Thank you for doing that. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the Texas Longhorns uh, being... Nine and one now. Uh, we still have a chance to win the Big Twelve and get into the uh, football championship. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for Seth Rollins still being the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I'm still thankful for MJF being the AEW Champion. I'm thankful for me being the disc golf champion of the group that I play <laughs> disc golf with. I'm just thankful for all these wins. You know, hey Mandy, hey Ava, but uh, I'm thankful for all that. I'm good. Yeah, I went in a different route. Yeah, 100%. Thanks for all of the things I like. I appreciate it. I mean, it's thanks to you. You are where you're at. That's right. Who else you go thank? Thank himself. He did it. I win. He did it. I be winning. Uh, well, obviously, I want to go ahead and thank, uh, you know, obviously, um, um, Koala Sam, uh, my baby Gray, and just family in general. I also want to thank you guys for doing this podcast with me. And also, you guys consider what I'm dealing with and, and make plans uh, to better accommodate that. Like, y'all know I don't uh, make a lot of, of money doing what I do, but uh, y'all make plans instead of just being like, hey, fuck it, he gonna miss out. So, you know, I I don't know, man, it really hit me whenever y'all was deciding what to do for Christmas and stuff, man. But uh, I got too much pride to just be like, nah, I can't just 
accept shit, you know, and just you're way too goddamn prideful. Fuck you and your goddamn prides. Uh, but 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 I do really really appreciate that man because there's a lot of people out there that just be like, he cool, but he can't go. He just can't go. Fuck him. But you guys always take me with you if if we're doing something. I really appreciate that. And I promise one day the roles will be reversed. I'm gonna be making millions of dollars. Millions. I'm gonna be making that money. Money. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. That money. Yeah, yeah. Money. Yeah, yeah. And I promise you guys will hunger for nothing. Just pay off my house. <laughs> I don't want that. Whether it's fun. Uh, money or actual food you will need for absolutely nothing i just want to meet bret hart he'll be dead by the time i get that rich but <laughs> damn it that goal sucks that's terrible he's canadian he might live longer than we think he might man. he might he's canadian there. hold on now uh I'm, <laughs> I'm also thankful for our listeners man we real reals i didn't think it would grow this big i mean we are far from anywhere being noticed on the podcast radar but uh, our podcast has been listened to over 350 times and we've been that's how many plays we've had and our first episode uh book of Eli book of Eli I thought I was going to say Ray Charles or some shit <laughs> uh, the book of Eli has been listened to over 70 times hell yeah yes and it, I think that's as it's, it's farther than it's already farther than I ever imagined it to be. I was just going to do this for shits and giggles. It's something Aww. I like doing, watching movies, talking to you guys, and it it just keeps growing and growing and growing. It's a good excuse for us to get together and do all what we normally do: just talk shit, just yeah. have a good time, you know. And we've got listeners in Germany, Hell Egypt. Yeah. Hell yeah! Yeah, and it's just like keeps, Shukran. It keeps growing. Isn't that done to mean thank you in Egypt? In a, yeah, I don't know if you should say words you don't know. Okay? I think that's. I'm pretty sure Shukran. That's Tony taught me you that. Just, uh, you cursed a whole nation. Sorry. You have cursed a whole. If that's nation. a bad word, I apologize. But uh, I'm pretty sure it means thank you in Arabic. Uh, Mazel thank for my customers at the uh, the collectors. Uh, mm-hmm. We just celebrated our year anniversary. Did a little ribbon cutting thing, and. I really want all my supporters to come in there and sign my little ribbon, man. So you guys need yeah. to get over there and sign my little ribbon. Yeah, welcome out there. Uh, but but yeah, man, it, I just appreciate all that and um, thanks for it. And hopefully it continues and we keep growing and growing and getting bigger and bigger. Not physically, but you know, financially. I want to get a little like muscle bigger. You can do that. You can do yeah, that. Yeah, I'm good with that. And yeah, so uh, you uh, you fans out there, won't you go ahead and. Uh, Comment on this little post we're going to make uh, about Thanksgiving and tell us what you're thankful for. And we're going to go ahead and move on to our next segment, where Professor Poehler has been uh, on a high-octane adventure lately, learning some new skills. In his segment, Professor Poehler. School's in session. Time to learn, motherfuckers. All right, motherfuckers, today's topic is NASCAR, the circle sport. All right, I'm going to give you some just some basic uh, general knowledge about NASCAR that a lot of people don't fucking know. I mean, everybody uh, knows the general just simple shit of they race cars around circles. That's about it. Um, NASCAR started when Bill France Sr., a mechanic and auto shop owner, organized a meeting on December 9th, or 14th, 1947 with other race car drivers to set up a racing league. This was uh, around prohibition, bootlegging type things. They were trying to set up a racing league. Uh, His son, Bill Jr., took the sport to new levels in 1972 when he took over for Bill Sr. That's when NASCAR really started to boom. NASCAR was a thing, but it wasn't that popular. 
the first official strictly stock, which is what NASCAR is, is stock car racing. So you have to have certain regulations and certain things. The first official one was held in 1949. The previous races did not have the restrictions uh, to make it NASCAR official or at that time, whatever there, it wasn't NASCAR. Uh, but the winner was disqualified for having illegal rear springs, making Jim Roper the official winner of the first ever NASCAR race. And he won $2,000. Oh, Ooh, that's a fucking sport right there. Two thousand dollars back in those times is a is a good yeah, yeah. good good payday. Great Depression. Yeah, nineteen forty nine. Yeah, two thousand dollars. That motherfucker's balling, dog. That's when I saw it at first. I was like, damn, that's not that much. And I was like, oh wait, nineteen forties. Oh yeah, he's yeah. he's fucking he's good. He's all right. The first official NASCAR specified track was built in nineteen fifty. It was Darlington Raceway in South Carolina. The Daytona five hundred which is the most popular NASCAR racetrack, uh, was held in 1959. So it took a little longer for it to actually get established as a full racetrack. But South Carolina had the first ever official racetrack. The first flag-to-flag coverage of a NASCAR race was February 18, 1979 at the Daytona High 500. Mm. NASCAR waited 32 years to have a fully televised race. So they just struggled through the fucking the, the pains of trying to grow a sport for 32 years and made it. Uh, Richard Petty is the Michael Jordan of racing. He has 200 career wins, followed by David Pearson's with 105 and Jeff Gordon with 93. So uh, you know who Jeff Gordon is yeah. if you're from our era, and I thought Jeff Gordon was the shit. Yeah, I thought he was too. Uh, yeah, he's way fucking behind. Where's Dale Earnhardt? Uh, not on that list. No, shit. So <laughs> uh, he also holds the following records. Most polls, 123, so the most polls before a race where you're polling, most consecutive wins, 10 in a row, without ever losing. Most wins in a season, 27. I think they only race like 30 times. Damn. So, yeah. Uh, and most laps completed and led. Completed, 307,836 laps completed for Richard Petty. Uh, laps led, 51,406. That's insane. Uh, also, three drivers have won seven championships. So if you're going into the LeBron, Jordan, Bill Russell talk of championships, uh, three of them have done that. Uh, Richard Petty's one of them. So, again, he's the Jordan for sure. Dale Earnhardt was the other, and then Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson actually won five in a row, though. That was the difference. He won five consecutive championships. The others were kind of spread out. So who has the better ratio? Out of all of those guys, because Petty, if he raced that many times, he only won seven. That makes him seven titles. But the the way NASCAR worked is they didn't have titles at, back in the day. They just had wins. Then eventually they went into a title thing where you were teams. Because NASCAR, we'll get into that here in a second. I'll tell you. Uh, in 1963, Wendell Scott became the first African American to win a race in NASCAR, driving the Aunt Jemima number 17 car. Oh, you lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was definitely that, but he was not driving the Aunt Jemima car. I made that up. I'm sorry. Damn it, you caught me. <laughs> I don't know what car he was driving, but that was a good one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Hold on. Uh, Danica Patrick was the most notable female to drive in NASCAR. She was most known for driving the Tampax Pearl number 69 car, which she often wrecked. Nope. No. Too much? <laughs> <laughs> I know she has a whole bunch of wrecks, bro. I know she 
She, uh, looking it up, she was 100% one of the most wrecked cars of all time. But I wasn't going to pull that out. I thought I had a better one, but you caught me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. These are terrible facts, man. Those are bad facts. Uh, the darkest moment in NASCAR history was in 2001 at the Daytona 500 when Dale Earnhardt mm. crashed and died. Rest his soul. It, it, it literally was. I mean, I, I didn't even like NASCAR at that time. I don't, I don't think you did either, but everybody knew what had happened. Everybody knew that Dale Earnhardt Jr., it was insane to see that. It was wild because it didn't even look like that bad of a wreck. It really didn't compared to now, the wrecks they have, but back then the safety wasn't the same, so... Mm-hmm. That dude was probably in that car with no helmet, just with a dip full of a lip full of Copen, or Copenhagen or some shit, drinking Dr. Pepper or something, just rolling along, and he got fucked up. But the sad thing about NASCAR is uh, the popularity has plummeted in recent years, leading some tracks to remove grandstands to make the tracks and races seem fuller. So they're removing stands to make it look like there's more fans than what they are. Uh, removing seats... Uh, 6% of NASCAR fans are Hispanic and African American. Uh, in recent studies, NASCAR has lost 50% of its attendance and viewership since its peak in 2005. Damn. So uh, the, the fact of the matter is, is that NASCAR is, uh, they need to figure out something, or yeah, they're, they're a dying sport. They're, they're running out. I believe uh, they need more shit talkers. Yeah. Man, like somebody out there just flicking people off, saying, I'm going to win this race, and I'm going to talk shit, shit, I think shit. you should let them fight. I'm going to promote it. Like, like hockey. At I the pits, if they want to fight, let them fight. That would get more eyes on it. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm down. They fight after the fight after the races anyway, half the time. What do you think of us going to, like, tour? Uh, I would love to go. Yeah. Just experience it one time at least. I've heard it's amazing. I've never been, but I've heard Nick, he, uh, he used to go with a guy, and they used to sit in the inside they had an RV, and they would sit on top of the RV, and he said it is insane because you get to go to the pits. You get to see the drivers. You get to see how quick they do the pit stops, that'd all of cool. it. That'd be, that'd be really cool. And also, too, with Richard Petty being you know one of the earlier racers and being one of the best, uh, is that like comparison like with Babe Ruth, you know, before they let black people in the league, or with like Tank Abbott? You know, he was a good fighter until actual fighters got into the, the league. No, I feel like Richard Petty was a, a legit real driver. So you think Richard Petty could I beat? Think, I think Richard Petty could beat anybody. Into, well, today's game in NASCAR, from what I'm reading and what I'm seeing, is that a lot of the cars are pretty fucking even. It's all about your team. Your team has to help push a certain person. You're almost shaking and baking. Uh, not not in that you know that same route, but you're trying to help push a certain person to a certain spot. If they if they end up getting the pole spot, your team is trying to help keep you in that spot instead of it just being you doing your own thing. I don't think when Richard Petty was racing, it was a team thing. I think it was solo, and he won all those races. I wonder too if if their their physical training is as intense as like Formula One. Oh yeah, I bet it's I bet it's yeah. different. I know NASCAR is intense for sure. It it definitely is. People definitely underestimate it, but I think because it's only a circle, it gets kind of thrown to the side when you look at like the Formula One because that's on like road tracks and yeah. those well, cars are going. Formula One, you gotta turn that's insane. Turn yeah, that's so. those dudes are wow. legit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so no, just left turns. Is that what you're saying? All right, I got you. That's what we were talking about. That's what made it difficult. Not the road track, just that you got to turn both ways, goddammit. You got to use both hands. 10 and 12. I know there's a, there's a random fact that Frankie Muniz Uh-oh. is in NASCAR. 
Y'all know that shit? No. Yeah, he is. What about that dude Malcolm who... Malcolm in the middle. He was the first mm-hmm. African who won the race with the Andrew Mama car. Is that the same type of fact? No, it's no. an actual fact. Oh, it's a real fact? Okay, yeah, I thought you were fucking with me. It's literally uh, NASCAR. Malcolm in the middle? Yeah, Malcolm in the middle guy. Fuck that dude. That He's show got sucked. like 17 kids, though. So. Oh, shit. That show sucked. Whoa, wait a minute. Malcolm in the middle? was all right. It sucked yeah, compared to what was out at the time. It was a uh, Michael... Because that was when the Bernie Mac show was Brian out. Brian Cranston? Yeah, yeah, they said uh, the, the fan theory is that after Walter White left uh, Breaking Bad and you know, go to Witness Protection, he, he wouldn't be the dad in uh, Malcolm in the Middle. That'd be hilarious if they did a spinoff, bro. Oh, my God. Where he's still selling fucking meth. Or he wants to, at least. But, uh, well, I appreciate that, cuz. That was pretty good. That was all right. all right. NASCAR was pretty cool. Now we're going to slide on in to Grizzlies Anime and Arms. Yeah. It's over 9,000. All right, guys, so uh, we're going to be talking about an anime here, and I don't have one, so let's go to the next thing. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about Blue Lock. That's about to be mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to be like, God damn it. So we're doing a little thing, like, you know, since we're watching the movie they were watching, I'm sticking with sports. My secret. And this one is the most popular sport in the world. It has to do with soccer. Oh, jeez. Football. Football, yes. This one's a Blue Lock. It was made in 2022. It's an anime with 24 episodes. The first season was made by 8-Bit. And uh, it was brought to you by Crunchyroll. A Japanese company? Uh, I imagine there's not a whole whole lot of fucking animes about Japanese people playing basketball or football. I mean, there's a couple of... Animes that has to do with sports, but like this one is by itself because all the other ones are like, we need to deal with teamwork, guys. We're horrible, but if we get to come together, we're going to be the best. That's every sport movie ever. That's every sports movie. That's every sports anime. That's everything. This one is like, fuck that. <laughs> so we you don't are, do teamwork? It's, it says, fuck teamwork. It says, I'm the best. I need to be the best. I need to work on being the best. So it's all about me. Me, me, me. I need to be an egoist. That's why I like this one. This one is after a disastrous defeat in the 2018 World Cup, Japan's soccer team struggles to regroup. But what's missing? It's an absolute ace striker who can guide the team to a win. The Japanese football union is hell-bent on creating a striker who hungers for goals and thirsts for victory. And... Who can be the decisive instrument in turning around a losing match? So who they've gathered is 300 of Japan's best youth athletes to see who can emerge and be the best leader. And when I say this one is one of the best visual animes I've seen, you guys will love it. If you have any kind of competitive streak in you, I know you guys don't know about soccer. This type of show, I think you'll be drawn to because... Everything from the training to the game to the... Like, you follow one guy whose name is Isagi Yuochi. I don't know. I'm not good at Japan. <laughs> so you guys Japan just, speak. Gotcha. Japan speak. I'm not good Japanese. At Japanese. Gotcha. Yep, gotcha. You know, <laughs> you know what Japan speak. <laughs> uh, who was playing in the game. And uh, this was towards the end of the game. And he was just saying, like, 
we got to go to nationals. We got to go to nationals. So he's trying to push for the goal. Uh, you know all that stress and adrenaline uh, when you have whenever you're in the middle of a game. But then you hear his coach. His coach is like, be a team player. You know, this is one f- all for one and one for all. And so he's like, yeah, it is all for one and one for all. So maybe I should be able to pass the ball to his teammate. And when he hits it, we'll go. Pass it to the guy. Guy fucking misses. Mm. You have that mama mentality. Yeah. The other team gets the ball, goes to the other side, scores a goal. And in his despair, he's like, man, what if I would have took that shot? Mm-hmm. Would it have won? What if Coach would have put me in for a quarter? Man. I could throw a football over them. Y'all, y'all have had that, right? Y'all have had that. that jokes and jokes, spaghetti, spaghetti. And so <laughs> he, he's in despair at this point. And so he, he's wondering after the game is over. He's walking home. He's crying. He's yelling to the top of his lungs. And when he gets home, he's asking his family, like, hey, I lost. I don't know what to do at this point. And he gets a letter from the Japanese football union. And it offered him to play at Blue Lock. And Blue Lock is a program to teach youth how to be better strikers and football players. And what he wants to do is he wants to undo a lifetime of everything he learned playing with a team. So he wants to be selfish. Only selfish. Allen Iverson, baby. Yeah. And so after a short speech, he's getting hyped up about being selfish. He's being forced to play tag with a soccer ball where if you're the last person to get hit, you're eliminated. You can never play organized sports again. Damn. In the States. Real, in, real in, weird in and dark. Yes. And so this guy's okay. Out of three hundred he's ranked two hundred and ninety nine. But he has a lot of room to grow. What do you mean he's okay? He's second from last. Out of three hundred. He's decent bro. <laughs> Trust me, you okay. see it, you see it, you, you'll know. I'm just confused by the rankings. And so, uh, with the realization that he's going to get eliminated, he finds out that he doesn't want to just eliminate the worst player. He wants to eliminate the best player. And so, he taps into some unknown power that allows him to control the field of vision and the. So he's got focus like Max Payne. Yeah, he's got uh, amazing focus, and he can uh, <laughs> he can control the ball real crazy. Okay, okay. And he spikes this ball into the best player's face, Ooh. making that dude very angry with him, and so he he gets eliminated, and now he's gone. Oh, yeah, Dang. he can never do it again. He can never play again. Not in Japan. Not in Japan. He's going to the U.S. Nope, nope, nope. He'll probably be fine. Yep. Now this program is going to test the limits of everything that all these 300 have learned uh, in the past you know, couple of years they've been playing because they normally do teamwork which makes the dream work which makes the dream work dream work to make them selfish to be the best strikers that they can do despite this being an anime all the info about soccer and the, the breakdowns that they do is pretty cool so like, all the information like if, if you don't know anything about soccer I don't know shit about soccer what? I don't know shit about soccer yeah you can watch this and you can start learning how to do soccer, or like play that forward, or but like they test everything. They test your your hand and eye coordination, your dribbles, your speed, your everything. Endurance. Endurance, and then they they put everybody. And they're supposed bucket. to be strikers, so it's like they put them in a bucket. <laughs> bucket full of men. Bucket full of strikers. <laughs> 
they put them in this tournament where it's all for one and one for all. Yeah. So it's whoever scores no, no, the no, first no. goal. It's, it's all for one. So, uh, <laughs> all, they put eleven people against eleven people. <laughs> every single person on the, the the field is strikers, and so they have to win, or draw, lose. or lose. So they that's not how soccer works, though, is it? So the how does teach me how to play soccer? But this, this is, is the program training. to teach them how to be selfish. Oh. And so they have to learn how to be selfish or. and elevate past the other eleven. Pretty much people. smear the queer with soccer ball. Pretty much. Ooh. Whoever has the ball and scores wins. Yes. So okay, like, got you. The so tournament is, is if the whole team wins, then the whole team moves up. I think the politically correct name for that game is Pick Up Schmear. Okay? Pick Up Schmear. Not Smear the Queer. <laughs> <laughs> so the name of the game is to elevate the whole team, okay? But if your team is horrible... Your striker, your best striker. Wait, I thought you said it was everybody for themselves. It is. So, like, what the the whole game is, is they're they're moving up, but they can all win as a team, and they keep moving on. But if somebody gets eliminated, what they have to do is the person on the worst team, as long as they have good goals. Like, one, one person that has the most goals, they still move on because they're the best person on the team that lost. And they'll still be able to move up. I thought it was everyone for themselves. It is. But what, what do you not get? But there's teams. You said everyone for themselves, yes, and you're going, if you're on like this team, you get to, you was. score a goal, you get to, so you just get to. You listen to me? You listen to me? Right? I've been listening. I'm confused. You said everyone I for themselves and teams. Everybody on that team is a, on man for themselves. So they have to figure out how to get goals. So there's two teams of every man for themselves. Yes. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Okay. My bad. I thought you meant everybody on the team has to figure so out confused. how to get goals so they can move up, and so they're fighting each other to get goals. But they also have to kind of play as a team. So is there some of those? The yeah. There, is there some of like yes. those shady dudes who are like, "Oh, I'm gonna pass yeah. it to you. You pass it to me." Like building yeah, like small that. alliances, and then yeah, okay. Over, oh, okay. That's cool. I like so that. Everything about soccer, about like you know Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi or anybody. They have a couple of things in there that hints at plays that they have. But I think if you have a competitive nature, which I think you do. Uh, oh, I just win. I don't ever compete I with anything. I think you do, Panda. You guys will like this. I believe you'll love it. Because it's, it's, a, it's about selfishness. It's about that I... Damn, that's fucked up. I'm the last guy that has the ball, and I feel like I can get in there. And win the whole game. You should have started with that. You were like, oh, I think y'all like this. It's about selfishness. Yeah. Y'all about that selfish. <laughs> yeah, y'all like yeah. piece of shit. No, I just like to motherfucking win, bro. I hate losing. Oh, yeah. we know. We know. We yeah. know. But I don't like know, losing. You don't need a team to do it. It's all on you. That's fucking right. I prefer exactly. that. Mm-hmm. And that, that's why I think I like this one. I like this one better than Haikyuu. And there's another one called uh, Basketball or something like that. Haikyuu? And let them call it. Basic, yeah. Basketball? Basketball. Mm. Okay. That's well, all right, man. We sure appreciate this, huh? Now, what are you about to shoot us with? I'm about to shoot you with this ATI Omni Hybrid Max RIH. Now, the ATI is American Tactical, um, and it's an AR. Now, I know that there's a lot of controversy with the AR right now. Why well, is there and, controversy for the AR? I mean, because they in mostly all they killing people yeah <laughs> in school shootings they don't what they're supposed to do shootings and everything like that it's true but hopefully what I say right now man, I don't know if it's gonna help 
But You're not going to change anyone's opinion. I don't know that. Just do your thing. But I'm going to say, essentially, an AR rifle is a glorified handgun because it is a semi-automatic weapon. It is a rifle, but it's still a semi-automatic weapon. Now, when you semi-automatic, if you guys remember, I think I said it on this this podcast, is when you pull the trigger once, you shoot a bullet. Mm-hmm. If you keep pulling the trigger, that's going to get a bullet out, right? So it's not an assault rifle, which assault rifles really... Pull the trigger, they all come out. They all come out. Now, I feel like anybody that has a decent hand and eye coordination standing about 30 or 40 <laughs> yards away from a target. You definitely hit center target, especially if you have a scope or some type of optics on there. Uh, now, there's a few states that have banned assault rifles, and that's New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, uh, Rhode Island, Illinois, Washington, West Virginia, and California. Now, each of these are more states have banned the bump stock. Now, I think the bump stock is what people are tripping about mm-hmm. because what that does, it, it takes the semi-automatic and it can make it into an automatic. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to show you how to do that, guys. Oh, no, sure. you can't okay. show us. I'm not going to show you, but I'm going to tell you how to do it. So, there's a stock. So, you, bump stock is the stock of the weapon. That's the thing that you shoulder whenever you shoot. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's if I shoot him like Arnold. Your shoulder. I mean, you can, but it's worthless to do it. <laughs> Unless I'm really good. Not to Arnold. Yeah, he hits every target. <laughs> Motherfucker, so, ain't never missed. So, if you listen to the podcast, if you want to hold up a gun like you're shooting it We're gonna get from shoulder, what, what that bump stock does is as the gun recoils, you hold the, the trigger system. It makes it almost automatic. As, almost. Yeah, as the recoil goes, the top keeps moving mm-hmm. and it goes as automatic. So, the gun does the work mm. to keep like so you're just like kind of holding your finger in the same place yes. and the recoil mm-hmm. is causing the gun to move yep. which is making you pull the trigger yes. constantly yes. but you're not really pulling the trigger it's yes. just the bump stock you're almost just jacking off the gun yeah, yeah pretty much yes. yeah okay. what you're doing. that's bump stock and that turns it from a, from a semi-automatic to an automatic uh, now there's a couple of clips that uh, if you guys want to learn more about it you can do I forget the guy's name I should have got the name of it I'm sorry I don't think they should be banned, but at the same time, they sh- you should definitely have to have some kind of separate training to be able to buy one of those. A special you get some, Yeah, if you get some dumb fuck out here who just grabs one and puts it on his gun and doesn't know how to control it, he's just shooting off randomly and will probably end up shooting himself in the foot. Yes, in Virginia, they have a special class you have to take if you want to no, do See, a, I'm good with that. And I believe that that's okay. Now, I think I will get a <laughs> AR-15, but I'm not going to get this one. Let me tell you about this one. This one is a RAI ML SR1. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm missing the, a few letters of the alphabet. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of it, but it's the one that. You got 13 of the fucking 26. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> you know, this is a crazy name. I don't know why they just don't get like, short names for that shit, baby. That's freaking crazy. They do. It's called AR. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's a black semiotic weapon. It has a 16 inch barrel. It shoots five, five, six, and two, two, three rounds. It holds twenty-one and has a black polymer grip. Overall, the length is about thirty-five inches or close to uh, three feet. Now, this is a very, very accurate gun. I didn't get the dimensions on what I shot, but I mean, if you want to shoot center, as long as you have a zero scope, you can hit center. Um, you don't have to worry about it. Um, but this is the cheapest AR in production on the market today. So like the thing is, is I don't trust a cheap gun like this with my life because the time that I did shoot it, 
which which this guy did say he shot about 200 rounds out of it. Well, he said he shot about 500, but it took about 200 for everything to clear. And while I was shooting, every, everything wasn't clearing out. And every time you watch this gun on YouTube or anything, whenever they shoot, the, the, the bullet... Empty shell gets caught. Gets caught. In a slide. Every yeah. single time. Mm-hmm. Damn. Like, there's a guy... Gets jammed. Yeah. There's a guy that every time he tried it, every single time he tried it... That's not good. Jam. 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 Jam, Damn, bro. We're about to get sued. Why are you bashing them? Because this is the only... They make an inferior product. Yeah, they make an inferior product. I would, like you said, you want to trust something with your life if if need be, right? No, I'm not carrying around an AR. (laughs) I got a pistol. If I need more than that, I'm probably dying anyway. Say if you had an AR or a pistol at home. And somebody breaks in your house. You want to get the AR, right? You don't want to get the pistol. No, I'm getting the pistol for sure. Why? I'm getting butt-ass naked. And I know my house better than they fucking know my house. I'm fucking... I'm murdering them with a pistol. What that is called, though, is called dead trigger. It's called uh, naked trigger. Huh? It's called naked trigger. Naked trigger. Naked trigger. Naked trigger. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have this, this problem with this gun. Um, so you've personally just, experienced it? I personally experienced Damn. with the gun Fuck. my friend had. That sucks. Yes. And uh, like I said, I, I, I wouldn't get this, bro. Mm. Um, it's not allowing you to empty the magazine whenever you shoot it. But this guy, he had he had a foregrip and he had an expi- ex- extended barrel. And it was still getting stuck maybe after at least one clip. If I was shooting it, one bullet would get stuck. What's your price difference? Like you said, it was the cheapest one. Like, what are you talking? Like, a couple hundred bucks, or cheapest like cheapest one that you can probably get is about three hundred fifty dollars. What's like a normal decent one? A decent one, would probably like be seven, seven or eight. eight. Okay, yes. so you're talking about almost half. Yes. Smith okay. Smith makes one uh, S and P. Yeah. Um, I think Mossberg has one too. Has yeah. One, yes. Yeah. I would, I would get those guys if you want to do that. But like I said, I wouldn't trust this. Palmetto. Palmetto probably has the best there. one. Ooh. Palmetto State Armory, they probably have the best one. Yeah. I wouldn't trust it with my life if my if my life was. That there. sucks. I hate that. Yes. I, I I've that. experienced that with that high point assault rifle. I bought that nine millimeter nine millimeter one. Early, yeah. Like mm-hmm. it was like twenty years old. What now? We was out there shooting. In the, that thing would get jammed all the damn time with those empty shells. Yeah. Get caught up in that hanger. I hate that. Yeah. But I don't know about you guys. But I don't, I don't want to waste ammo. On a gun just to shoot it properly later, like like at least semi properly later, because I kept getting stuck after you know at least one out of thirty. Well, you shoot it, dial it in, but it doesn't help you if it's just yeah, fucking it's up, not. it's not so functioning. I looked at two to three ammo, and it's around sixty five cents per round. Fuck, sixty five cents. That's, That's about gas prices, bro. And thirty dollars just to shoot it. To even have an opportunity for it to even chamber, I mean, like eject the the cartridges. I bet that company would say, "Hey, only one bullet is always going to take. <laughs> one bullet's going <laughs> to solve your problems, Bubba. One bullet's going to solve that problem for you. All right, you don't don't worry that's about the their, jams. That's their marketing. Yeah, huh? one well, bullet's all it takes. <laughs> this, sir, this, yeah. this guy bought your gun and he he died. He, he missed the offer. He said, "Well, uh, you shouldn't miss." Yeah. Yeah. Our He's guns gotta, aren't designed to miss. Yeah, they don't miss. <laughs> you just got to hit them. But I know that recall, the recoil, <laughs> it wasn't that bad, especially with the foregrip, because it made it really, really sturdy. But I don't think I can, like I, like, I, like I keep saying, guys, I can't trust this with my life, with my life in danger. I want you guys to get a gun whenever you have it, like the Beretta, because it's not going to, it's not going to jam up on you. It's, it's been tested. It's been proven. I want you guys to get a gun 
that you trust your life with your life being taken. What, okay. what situation are, do you think we're getting into? I play disc golf on the weekends. Well, it don't matter. Like, right. If something happens, I want you right. guys to come out of it. I'm not carrying around my AR. Not the AR. It's the, it's the pistols. <laughs> it's the pistols. It's the shotguns. It's the I'm good with my pistols. Yeah, I'm good. It's the tech man. Yeah. I ain't carrying my shotgun to the disc golf course. I'll hit him with a frisbee. <laughs> yeah, fucking going with right, these Batman. But I'm, I'm still looking at AR guys, so I'm, I'm gonna keep going. I think I'm gonna keep right. going to uh, check out Palmetto State Armory. Sorry. Palmetto State Armory. I'm gonna keep going to ranges. I'm gonna test out the ARs, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find my AR guys, and I'm, I'm gonna get it, and I will show you guys. I will let you guys shoot it. But I give this gun two Paul out of five. Oh, mm, that's damn. one of your lowest scores ever. Yeah, that's a terrible Paul wow. record. It's horrible. So I'm gonna give it two and a half because I ain't never seen it. How about that, guys? So you, um, I recommend you taking Grizzlies' uh, rating over Polar's, uh, but yeah, hundred percent. We appreciate that, Grizzly. And like I said, we're trying to improve this podcast and, and and do things better. And and we are open to any kind of criticism. So if you guys want to send us a message at any time and let us know what we're doing wrong, what you think could make the show better, let us know. But I'm going to add a game at the end of each episode from now on uh, uh, for, for you guys, man, for, for you two to, uh, you know, try to figure out. But we'll get to that a little bit later on. Let me say this. Don't so, say it. Don't say it. <laughs> Last couple of episodes, when I suggest the anime for you guys to watch, I want to update you guys on if any other seasons came out or if it's English dub now. So Blue Lock, all, like, all of it is English dubbed so it speaks in English you don't have just English subtitles okay Mm -hmm. but right now the one that I did was Jobless Reincarnation I think I did the first season there's a second season now and I think the second season is pretty good but there's a problem with it because half of the episode is about this guy having ED and wanting to get it up oh wow his dick ain't working his dick ain't working damn and it's it's kind of funny, weird. but if you don't like, did you look into who sponsors it? Viagra sponsor that motherfucker. He does not. Cialis, Blue Chew, for him. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every commercial's that shit. But I say there's still there's still good animation in this. There's still good fight scenes in this. So I don't I don't say like don't turn a blind eye to. Do Who's he fighting when he has ED? <laughs> he beating his dick <laughs> like a motherfucker owes him money. <laughs> Fighting himself. I'm kicking my own ass. Do you mind? Still give this a shot because I think season one is probably one of the best seasons I've seen. (laughs) Season two could use a little work because there's too much ED problems in there. So that's my my update for that. Much self harm and ED. Thank you. Thank you, Grizzly. Uh, Let's go ahead and move on to our movie review. Uh, but while we enjoy enjoy our movie, we always have an adult beverage handy. And this month's beverage is Hennessy Pure White. Ooh, boy. Now, Hennessy is a cognac brand that has been producing spirits for over 250 years. The Hennessy Cognac Distillery was founded in 1765 by Richard Hennessy, an Irish Jacobite military officer. Hennessy was inspired to create Hennessy White by old bottles of clear cognacs that were appreciated for their finesse and delicacy. Hennessy White is made from four crews with a dominance from the Finns Bois, the 
used in the blend are floral and fruity. It's some kind of French French shit, okay? Uh, the white wine from the, the specific grapes, they're called Igni, Ugni Blanc. And it is uh, doubly distilled in a copper pot still before being aged for at least two years in oak cast. The wood can only come from two specific forests in France. That is the Limousin or the Transfer. Okay. Uh, Hennessy White is light and round with fresh aromas and a young, simple, clean taste. It's a popular cognac that can be enjoyed in many ways. I couldn't find any movies that this specific one, Hennessy Pure White, was in, but uh, that's, that's all I got. This cognac also cognac. has been banned well, actually, but up, now, update on that. <laughs> is that you can get it in the U.S. I don't know where, because I don't want to fucking get it. Well, it's starting. It's like starting out now. Yeah. It's like just now coming. So a liquor store should be getting it I, around Did you also know that uh, Uncle Nearest is about to start doing cognac? That'll be interesting. Yeah, they uh, they bought an entire winery and something else over in Italy. The owner did. And they're going to start doing wines and cognacs. So, so like, yeah. This one, I think, is... They they have to change the name. I don't know if it's Hennessy. I think it's Henny White. Henny White. You making you making shit up, bro? You making shit up right now? You making shit up, bro? Bro, this Hennessy is pretty good. It's pure white. I I do enjoy it. Like most alcohols are nasty as shit, but I can sip on this. I can sip on Hennessy White, and it's all right. It's not too bad. It's delicious. It's what about? Fifty five, sixty dollars. Whenever you go out of state, yeah, we got we mostly yeah, get ours from uh, cruises, cruise yeah. ships, because they sell it once you're out so far away from I think America. A couple years ago, it was only like forty. It's gone up though. Yeah, I think bit. it's up yeah. to sixty now. That was thirty nine back when we went the first time. But yeah, but yeah, it is very enjoyable. Most people, I don't. I'm sorry, I'm not an alcohol drinker as much as most, but everybody talking about you, it's good, it's smooth. That's the only fucking, the vocabulary they know how to say is alcohol is fucking smooth. And, and I don't know what that means, but listen, if it just goes down good and it don't taste like this bitter, burning, nasty ass shit, which most alcohol is, I don't know why people are like, yeah, this is good, it's good. I taste like, what the fuck? What have you been drinking? You eat shit on a daily basis? Cause this is terrible. But Hennessy is okay. Okay, it's okay. You mix that shit with some Kool-Aid, it's fucking delicious. It's like them damn 99 shooters I do. Everybody's like, are they good? I'm like, no, they're fucking not. <laughs> so get ready. And they're like, oh, I'm fine. And they drink them. And they're fucking like, bah, bah. <laughs> fucking just dying. My esophagus is burning up. Yeah, yeah but, I told you it wasn't fucking good, you dummy. But uh, speaking of not good, well, we'll determine that later on, I guess. Let's go ahead and get into our movie review. As a boy. All right, honey, you sit tight. I'm going to go grab some milk real quick. Ricky Bobby had a one-track mind. I'm going to go fast. Ricky! I'm going fast. 30 years later, nothing's changed. Mama, I'm going fast! Hey, driver! Please be 18. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, I want to thank you for my family. My two beautiful sons, Walker and Texas Ranger. And of course, my red-hot smoking wife. Mm. 
Just a big, hairy American winning machine. That's awesome, I know. You don't have to be quick. We go together like Chinese food and chocolate pudding. Hey, Cal, those are two things that don't really go together. If I say peanut butter and... Ladies. Yeah. Jelly. Jelly? I was you like say... to put jelly on a lady? To be fast. I feel like a mongoose stalking its prey. From the guys who brought you Anchorman. Well, the big news is the NASCAR has gone French. I am coming for you, Ricky Bobby. And the 40-year-old virgin. You want me to sign your microphone? Feel free. Absolutely, ma'am. I'd love to sign your baby. You're not going to want to wash that forehead. Will Ferrell is Ricky Bobby. Yeah, it's a real deal down there. Ricky Bobby is not a thinker. You don't drive with your eyes. you got to feel the road. Ricky Bobby is a driver. I'm embarrassed. I really thought I could feel it. Talladega Nights, the ballad of Ricky Bobby. You're not on fire, Ricky Bobby. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jewish God. Help me, Tom Cruise. All right, guys. So where to watch this movie? Obviously, it's uh, Talladega Nights, the ballad of Ricky Bobby. Uh, where you can watch this is uh, Hulu and Peacock right now. Or you can rent it uh, or purchase it digitally or physically. It's directed by Adam McKay, who also directed Anchorman, Step Brothers, The Other Guys, The Campaign, Anchorman 2, Get Hard, Ant-Man, The Big Short, Vent of Vice, and Don't Look Up. Have y'all ever heard any of those movies? Uh, the only one that Almost sucks in there is the campaign. This I'll might, take all the rest of them. What? The campaign was terrible. Out of out of all the movies we've done, I think this might be our favorite director. Oh, for sure. Step Brothers? Yeah. The other guys? You yeah. got fucking kidding me. I oh, mean, my yeah. God. Anchorman, you, you got Ant Man, Ant Man was good. Yeah. Yeah. Ant Man three was even good. I don't know why people keep shitting on the Marvel. I, do. I did like it. Cinematic universe. Ant Man three was good, and so was the Marvels that recently just come out, and people just shit on it. I think it's because they don't understand who the characters are. They're so disconnected. They don't have Captain America anymore, or the Hulk, or the, the typical ones. Yes. They don't yeah. know anything about these motherfuckers. They need to go buy some comic books from yeah, the collectors. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Mm-hmm. Well, this movie is starring uh, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, Sasha Baron Coben. Sasha Baron Cohen. You say Borat. Gary Cole, Michael Clark Duncan, Leslie Bibb, Jane Lynch, Amy Adams, Andy Richter, Molly Shannon, and Greg Gurman. It came out on August 4th, 2006. Other movies that came out in August of 2006 were Jet Li's Fearless, The Barnyard, The Descent, Pulse, Step Up, Gross. Snakes on a Plane. Oh, shit. That's a good one. Accepted. That's a good one. The Illusionist, Invincible, The Protector, and Beer Fest. Damn, there's some good ones. Yeah. That, that was a good month. That it's was, Accepted? That was really Is that the month. one where the dude's like, ask me about my wiener? Uh, I don't think so. Where I think that? that one is about similar, isn't um, it? Jace, uh, Justin Long. And he's in college or something, right? He's, or he's trying to get accepted into Orange County. And yeah. His brother is Jack Black. Orange County is what it's called, right? 
Is that it? I think it is called Orange County. Maybe. I don't fucking well, know. This one's called Accepted. Well, maybe it wasn't the Wiener one. I don't know. But yeah, Jet Li's Fearless was off the chain. That was a good one. Uh, the Barnyard. That's a cartoon, right? That was a good yeah. one. Yeah. That was a good one. He said, honey, honey, there's cows yeah. outside. <laughs> he said, we live next to a cow farm. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good movie, dude. That honestly is. That's a great movie. <laughs> like a coward, the or courage, courage cowardly yeah, dog kind of vibe to the family. Hey, uh, the I'm Descent. I'm that's a good one. No. Oh. I went to you gay? to go see Invincible. Which that, one's Invincible? That's the one Bruce, Bruce Willis in it. Mark Wahlberg playing um, the corner for Philadelphia. The Eagles. The Eagles. Yeah, yeah, okay. Why, okay. Is that a, why is that a, like a fucking... Yeah, that's not a, bad. Just, that's a good movie. That's a fucking great like movie, Tom bro. Hanks getting AIDS. Yeah. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, he got AIDS in that movie. That was... A, yeah, but, uh, yeah, don't say that. That's a good movie, dude. Fuck that. That's an awesome yeah, movie. Invincible? Yeah, Invincible's fucking great, yeah, dude. That's man. a fucking he classic. He didn't enjoy it. But anyway... Clearly. Uh, uh, yeah, the Barney was good. The Descent... That was a good one. The girls going the down second the one cave. sucked, but the go the first one was yeah, awesome. The first one was very good. Uh, Pulse, which was the one with um, I think it was Sarah Marshall. Uh, she did. Uh, it was like technology was cre- creating these ghosts, and wherever technology was, like these ghosts would come out and like, kill you. Watch, yeah, I didn't watch that one. It was a dark, it was good uh, though. Scary was it good? movie. I thought it was okay. I, I didn't watch it. it. Okay. I need to watch that one. We need to do more horror movies on yeah. this podcast. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Uh, but uh, Step Up with Channing Tatum. Nope. Wasn't he in that one? No, I don't was think he so. was Fighting? Step Up was the ones with the... Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's a different one. That's uh, where the white girl goes to the black school. Yeah. And they try to... In your hip-hop world. Dancing. Hip-hop dancing. In a world where white girls go to urban schools. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Uh, snakes on a Plane. That's a great one. Samuel L. Jackson. Too many motherfucking snakes no, on no, this no, no, motherfucking no. plane. On... on Regular television. It's I'm tired of these Monday to Friday snakes on these. No, Monday he doesn't to say that. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Oh my god, that's awesome. That's even better. That's even better. That's like a Bob Ross insult. Bob Ross is like these fucking um, snakes. The Protector. We really enjoy that. That's a uh, umbak. Oh shit! Yeah, oh. I like that one. Umbak. The protector. I was that dude who was knee and an elbow and everybody all yes. fucking time. So November of two thousand six. Six That's was a, good fucking a, time. a great time. Yeah. Do you remember when that came out? Because we were in, still in high school. Do you remember people coming in that week and talking about it and using oh, phrases from it? Oh my August. dude! For weeks, it went in where people were fucking using those. Sweet baby Jesus, mm-hmm. dude. Forever, everybody. That's how everybody was talking about. Dude, I thought. I don't know why I thought <clears throat> this, but Anchorman came out before Talladega Nights. Did it? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. It came out two years before. Two years? Two years. Holy shit. This movie made $163.4 million on a $72.5 million budget. And uh, let's go ahead and get into the plot so we can start this bad boy off. NASCAR superstar Ricky Bobby is at the top of his game. Adored by fans, a trophy wife by his side, and incredible wealth. But Ricky loses it all. When French Formula One champion Jean Girard roars onto the scene, Ricky, with the help of his ruthless father, must pull himself out of the depths and despair and restore his honor on the racetrack. How much money in today's times, uh, with social media and all the merchandising, how much money do you think they could have made if they would have put out like t-shirts and shit like that, like pops? 
figures, whatever, you know, just all kinds of just stickers, bumper stickers of shake and bake. And how much money do you think they could have made overall if it, they would have come out a little bit later? It would have been insane. I mean, look at it now. I mean, if they would yeah. have had the forethought to come out with shake and bake shirts. Oh, my gosh. Do they have a uh, Ricky Bobby pop? They do. They have a Rick and Bobby oh pop God. and a uh, Cal Naughton Jr. How much pop. are them bitches? How much are they? <laughs> a lot? Like 200 yeah. bucks? Yeah, they, no, not that high. I think they're like 60 or 70 oh, each. Oh, fuck. What about, about the uh, stepbrothers pops? The stepbrother pops are about 60 each. And I do want those. What about uh, Sasha Baron Cohen from this movie? Do they have his pop? They, I don't know if they do. With some crepes? I'm not sure. They need to make that shit. But we do start off this movie with a inspirational quote from Eleanor Roosevelt in 1936. And it says, America is all about speed. Hot, nasty, badass speed. It's a true fact. Mm-hmm. She did say that. <laughs> and we open, to a, we open up to a, a 1969 Chevelle, number 13. Speeding on some back road, back country road, while a mom is giving birth and a dad is worried about how fast he's going instead of the baby. Uh, she says she's almost there and he slams on the brakes and uh, the baby pops out. He passed them uh, hospital and everything. Well, years later, uh, the kid is constantly saying he wants to go fast. I think he's retarded. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, I would think that shit. For sure. Like, son, do you know any other words other than, <laughs> no, I don't go fast. Jesus Christ. Well, the mom goes into a convenience store, and uh, the kid takes the, the car for a spin. He, uh, he With get, a baseball bat. That's yeah. a gas. He got to be some type of genius to keep driving this shit without wrecking. No, he likes to go fast. He's a NASCAR he driver. Fast, He's born he, for this, bro. Well, some more years later, uh, we see young Ricky, which was the baby, uh, in school on career day. That weird-ass Waffle House dude. I'm going to have yeah. to use your commode, ma'am. And he says he, he hasn't seen his dad in years, but uh, he shows up on a career day. And, uh, well, well, well before, he, before his dad shows up, he, he says he hasn't seen his dad in years. His, his friend says it's okay. And uh, we meet his friend, Cal Norton Jr. Yep, shake and bake. And he says, shake and bake, man. We're going to be best friends forever. But he also said that his mom told him that his dad's dipping his wick in anything that moves. <laughs> <laughs> That's a daddy for you, boy. There he is. Yeah, his dad ends up showing up for the... Uh, the, the t- <laughs> Smoking a cigarette in school, bro. Yeah, and it's been 10 years since he's been born. And uh, the teacher's like... Uh, six months? <laughs> yeah. yeah, his dad was like, what's it been, six months? It's been 10 years, Dad. <laughs> the best part, though, is when she's like, sir, you can't smoke in here. And he said, it's okay, baby. I'm a, I'm a volunteer firefighter. Dude, do, you, do you think if you had claimed that anywhere... That they'll be like, oh, okay, he could probably yeah. at this this point in time, but yeah. back then, back no, then, yeah, no. I think Ma- yeah, maybe. I think back then be fine, but now, no, I, it depends on where you it'd are. It'd be a cell phone, it'd yeah, be a carrot in your face. Yeah, you're right. Uh, back then, she'd be like, oh wow, I'm a semi-pro professional race car driver, and they're like, oh yeah. shit. He makes this speech about not listening to losers like your teacher here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, that's enough, sir. And, and yeah. he was like, no. And he ends up getting thrown out of the school. He even mentions that he was cellmates with one of the janitors. Yeah. <laughs> we were cellmates, Larry. Uh, but he tells uh, Ricky, don't listen to these people. You're a winner. And this is the famous quote he says to Ricky as he's young. If you're not, if you ain't first. You're last. You're last. That's right. 
And he leaves, and he says, I'll see you when you're all grown up. <laughs> see when you're grown up. I'll see you when you're what grown up. What a great up. fucking phrase from a dad to a 12-year-old kid. <laughs> and that's the best in foreshadowing, too, because... He does. I mean, he does he see him when he's grown away. up. He didn't die. Here's but Talladega, the, baby. Talladega Super Speedway. Uh, was it 10, 10 more years later? Yeah, 10 years. Uh, Ricky's working as a pit crew member for a NASCAR team. And he, you know, he's made it to the big league. He's he's the laughing clown car, uh, pit crew. It's laughing clown liquor, isn't it? Yeah, it's no, 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 no. Okay, so like my, malt my liquor. Thing is, my thing is, What's your thing, bro? Let, let's hear. Is I know the NASCAR sponsored cigarettes. Have they ever done malt liquor? No, that's <laughs> the point. That's the point. Malt liquor. Malt liquor that's baby. the point. What the fuck? They're showing you the worst yeah. fucking team on the fucking on the planet. That's his malt point. Liquor. They're trying to get going, bro. They got to get with the can. Like, mm-hmm. What's the malt? Colt forty five. No, these were laughing clown malt liquors. No, but uh, what's some other malt liquors we know? We don't. The malt, oh, yeah. the laughing clown malt liquor. He's like, relax, guys. I'm getting a fucking chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. You guys should get oh. one of these. Oh, yeah. So the driver, uh, they're losing. They're fucking terrible. And he decides after a pit stop to not continue the race. He said he has to go pee uh, in the middle of the race. Yep. And we need a driver now. So Ricky decides, you know, hey. What did he say? Does anybody want to go fast? Yeah. Lucius asks, uh, the team coach asked if anybody want to go fast. And Ricky says, yeah. Hey, I want to go fast. That motherfucker does. Ricky decides to volunteer to drive the car, which is kind of crazy. That I mean, I guess if you're if you're, you're not thinking, doing that uh, regularly, well, well, if you're thinking, hey, it, this is the last. Like, if our driver quits, I'm done after this. Fuck it. Who wants to drive? Yeah, but no way NASCAR is letting you do that. They're like, hey, they ain't gonna you, stop you. They ain't got no officials over here. Well, it's most security. of the time, the pit crew isn't wearing race suits. And you only get one race suit. One Fuck, they don't. Yeah, yeah, dear mind. There's a backup driver, and then after that, there's nobody. And they shut you the fuck down. Cal Mountain Jr. comes up to uh, old Ricky Bobby while he's in the car. And he was like, you know, whenever that third grade teacher said uh, we didn't know nothing, we were retarded. Well, yep. who's retarded now? Yep. He's wasting <laughs> Shake, a shit ton of time, dude. Shaking bank, baby. He's <laughs> yelling through that fucking <laughs> damn DZ Discovery Zone net that they have up on the car window. <laughs> Yeah, and so Ricky takes off, man, and he's super excited to drive and race a car, and he's like, I ha- I have a chubby right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the saddest part about this movie is, though, is like how dedicated Cal Naughton is to him as a friend, and it takes so long in the movie for him to recognize how good of a person he is to him. Well, Ricky had a piece you know? of shit dad who was all he about did. being number one. Selfish. Selfish, yeah, He yep. was all about being number one. Yep. And uh, he, he's a Scotty Pippen to the Michael Jordan. He expects people to be number twos. Yep. So that's what he thinks. He's like, I got to always be number one. I got to have somebody who's number two. What do they say? If you're not a hammer, you're a nail. That's right. Yep. So like, he's a hammer. Count not on the nail. How good of a driver you have to be? Because you know that guy ate a chicken sandwich, and there's just the NASCAR people just laughing him. Oh yeah, it, it, it's not possible. He would have been he's, done. He's in last place. Yeah, he would have been. He ends on third place. No. Third. So that means he. You would have to be insanely <laughs> fucking good. 
insane. He, he lapped people. Up. Well, he he, cut, he like, does end up causing a wreck, which I uh, yeah, and it, it boosted him quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, probably gave him a little more place. But if you also understand the drafting and things like that, because NASCAR, there's certain periods of the time when NASCAR where it has advanced. I mean, you look at last year. There was a guy who literally used a he used a technique from the NASCAR simulator yeah, to run himself to into a wall, yeah. which would make him go faster. And he ended up fucking winning, didn't he? Or he got mm-hmm. second? Yeah. It, it he fucking got up, him into the playoffs. He moved up like six spaces. Yeah, and then when they asked that motherfucker, he was like, yeah, I did it on NASCAR simulator. And they were like, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me, bro? That's like a $600,000 fucking car. <laughs> you just wrecked that shit into the wall. <laughs> There's a Need for Speed game that came out. That's a Mario Kart shit, bro. This is is real money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that dude spent a half a million dollars on a fucking car that he ran into a wall to get second. Well, Ricky Bobby ends up coming in a high place <laughs> in the race, and then uh, post race, they are very interested in uh, Ricky Bobby. So he does an interview where he doesn't know how to speak. He shows he uh, he is he's a and pit crew person. He doesn't know what to do with his hands. Car ran real nice. <laughs> he gets a bottle on the fucking microphone. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> Yeah, oh he just lifts God. his hands up like by his head, like like a, I don't know. The, it shows you how good of an actor fucking Will Ferrell is. Like that is the perfect mm. example of somebody who shouldn't be in that spot, being in that spot. Well, we, that's, a, that's a couple of years I think got out of SNL too. Well, we do see that uh, the team owner's son doesn't like uh, Will Ferrell. He's a cowboy. He don't mm-hmm. like cowboys. And then we end up seeing a montage of uh, Ricky winning and becoming a star. Man, he starts winning a bunch of races. For real winner. He's screaming in that old dude's motherfucking face. He's got the Wonder Bread car now. <laughs> He's the, fucking shit up. The owner says that uh, Ricky is like a son that he never had. Next to his son that he, he did he have. Said, <laughs> he said, it's like a son to me. Only better. Yeah, <laughs> right next to his real son. What? And then here comes Carl Naughton. Who's even better than his own son, lesser than Ricky. Oh, you smell a crispy scent in the air. It's not your engine. It's shake and bake. Yes, that is a, a little a good motto one. that Ricky and Cal have come up with. They're being best friends on the racetrack. And they're both uh, NASCAR racers now, man. They are winners. They're on team. Yeah. So they're just shaking and baking. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, Ricky is the one who suggested that Kyle become a racer. But a woman in the crowd ends up uh, flashing Ricky at an autograph signing. Well, and how'd she do it? She's like, hey, Ricky, how about you sign some of these? She said, hey, driver, won't you drive these? And he was like, please be 18. Yep. <laughs> and she and, was. Yep, apparently she was. In NASCAR terms, she was 18. They end up getting married. And, and he ended up signing some titties in front of her. And he signs Dale Earnhardt fucking Jr. Yeah. Pops up in this Dale motherfucker. Dale Earnhardt Jr. gets a signature for himself. He's like uh, signing Don't tell the other drivers. He also signs his uh, assistant's forehead. And after, a baby. After signing a baby's head. And a fucking baby. <laughs> and, and it's just to show that he's on top of the world right now. He is the Michael Jordan of of racing. I don't know. even know if you go Michael Jordan, dude. He's like better he's Tom like fucking Petty. Elvis, dude. Tom he's Petty. Tom Petty. He's a no, it's not Tom Petty. No, Richard Petty. Richard Richard Petty. Richard Petty. Tom, Tom Petty's a singer. Yeah. <laughs> he is no, he is he's Michael Jackson. He's the Beatles. He is he's bigger than sports. He's the he man. is iconic at this point. He ended up doing a bunch of different commercials uh for different companies and uh, if you like don't shoot big Hawk. red <laughs> Then fuck you. What was that knife? The Jackhawk 5000 or some shit? 
And he even speaks Mandarin Chow rings. He even say anything. He might have been. I'm sure that he, I'm sure he was. Oh yeah, Will Ferrell. He's definitely saying some shit. But Probably wasn't accurate. He's. I don't know, man. He he's gotten to the top without any. Um, I don't know. Struggle. Uh, yeah, any struggle. He he's he's always seeing the success and none of the failure. So he's super arrogant. Uh, he wakes up. He pisses excellence. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about. I'm just a big hairy American winning machine. <laughs> he's got fucking. He'd go to his house. He's got fucking like seventeen fucking bullshit ass American bullshit cars, like a yellow Corvette, big ass boat, a giant jacked up truck. Well, he's we got all kinds of shit. We see his wife getting the, the way, supper's w. ready, and that the family is gathered around a table filled with fast food, KFC. Dude, they got Everything in there. Is a NASCAR. I've been slaving over this for hours. <laughs> yeah. That's what she said. Yeah, she claims she's been slaving over it for hours. Like she ordered it for hours or something. Maybe she went to go pick it up or something. But they do start a a prayer <laughs> at thanks. Oh, not that. This is what made me think of Thanksgiving, though. Is it because does of, because seem... of this prayer <laughs> for all this food. Uh, it does. And and the prayer goes a, a little something like this: Dear Lord, Baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you. Jesus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. I just want to take time to say thank you for my family, my two beautiful, beautiful, handsome, striking sons, Walker and Texas Ranger, or TR as we call them, and of course, my red-hot smoking wife, Carly, who is a stone-cold fox, who if you were to rate her ass on 100, it would be a 94. Also want to thank you for the, my best friend and teammate, Kyle Naughton Jr., who's got my back no matter what. And then uh, Kyle says, shake and bake, dear Lord, baby Jesus. We also thank you for my wife's father, Chip. We hope that you can use your baby Jesus powers to heal him and his horrible leg. <laughs> and it smells terrible. And the dogs are always bothering with it. Dear tiny infant Jesus. We, and they go on and on and on, talking about how, they like to see their Jesus because uh, Chip's like, hey, he's a grown man. He had a beard. But uh, old Cal Nolan Jr. is like, uh, I like to picture my Jesus Leonard Skinner's concert wearing a tuxedo shirt. He's in the front row, <laughs> hammered drunk. I'm singing lead vocals. That's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good one. But yeah, he, uh, Ricky likes his baby. He likes his motherfucking baby Jesus. Baby Jesus. Eight <laughs> yeah. pounds, six ounce with your fleece lace diapers. I know for sure. I love those damn jackets that they got on. Those Aid jackets? Mm -hmm. Well, that was part of the uh, that was part of the grace. He had to mention Powerade for his sponsorship. <laughs> the new Mountain Berry flavor coming out. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Well, we do get the idea that nobody likes old Grandpa Chip. Yeah, fuck uh, One of the kids that says uh, that they threw Grandpa Chip's old war medals off a bridge. Yeah, that's what they, he asked him what he did today, uh, and that was one of the activities. And the other teacher, uh, the other kid said that, uh, my teacher said, what's two plus two? And I said ten. No. And then, she said, what's the capital of oh, Washington, yeah, 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 D.C.? Yeah, and he sorry, said, North Carolina. And I said no, and she said you're wrong. Well, before and he pissed my pants. <laughs> before he said that, when after he said that it was North Carolina or whatever he said, yeah. Cal Mountain Junior was like, "Bingo!" Yeah, he did. He was like, "That's right." 
fucking idiot. And she's like, you got a lumpy butt. She yelled at me and I pissed my pants. I'm still sitting in them pissy pants is, is now. This, is this the reason people think that like people from the South are stupid? Yeah, yes. for sure. Fucking stupid. For yes, fucking sure. They're like, oh yeah, they like NASCAR down this there. This podcast did it. I mean, this, uh, this movie did it. Well, Chip speaks out and says that uh, they're raising the kids wrong. And uh, the boy's starting to threaten Chip. And uh, Rick, Rick and Carly agree that uh, I yeah, like the way they're talking to you. Yeah. Because they're winners. You know, that, and, and uh, the boys go in on him. Chip, we'll beat your ass. We'll go ape shit or, or spider monkey on your ass. He said, I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Fucking stupid. Yeah, and old, old Carly and uh, Ricky start... Making out, yeah, right, right on the table. But Chip, or uh, what's his name, was holding her hair. Cal Nardu, Cal Nardu like, was holding hold her, her hair. <laughs> He's all in on it. Now, I ain't lying. I would enjoy that dinner there. Oh, it'd be fucking I mean, great, bro, dude. You got KFC that's chicken. A sick fucking dinner. Next to Taco Bell tacos. I feel like that's oh, our like goodness. middle school to high, early high school years, like dream mm. dinner. Like if you're like, hey, what do you want to do for your birthday? And we're like, oh man, just recreate that shit. Yeah, that would be Powerade. Awesome. Coca-Cola. Well, the next Taco scene Bell. is at the racetrack, and Ricky's leaving two tickets for a special friend, which the uh, the, the ticket booth uh, holders are like, man, you know, it's real sad. You know, he leaves these tickets all the time for somebody, and they never come and pick them up. But uh, Ricky and Cal introduce us to the slingshot maneuver, uh, which causes Ricky to actually wreck and end up facing uh, the wrong way during a uh, race. A full-on fucking race. So he puts it in reverse and ends up winning the race in reverse. And so while, Amazing. The slingshot thing, how does that work? That's draft. Yeah, it's draft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a real catching, thing. Yeah, he's catching the draft from uh, Cal Non Jr.'s car, and instead of just stopping at Cal Non Jr., Cal moves out of the way. And he shifts which, up the which down shoots draft. Him. Yeah. yeah, shoots him forward. That's where the teams come in in modern NASCAR. They use each other to draft. Yeah, that's why they're him, always staying a pack. It gets him a little farther into the race. Yep. Uh, but he ends up turning in reverse, and he's flicking off the opposing driver. Hey, I got this Target on sale. It's real nice. He gives him the middle finger. Fucking awesome quote, dude. That's uh, How many times have you been told that throughout the last 10 years? Mm. Where somebody well, pulls it out of their pocket, they're like, Hey, I got it on sale at Target. Well, as they're celebrating the, the win, Lucius... The race coach says that, that that's some of the dumbest driving he's ever seen and tells Ricky, you won't live forever, Ricky. And Ricky says, uh, <laughs> you know, it ain't crazy with my high level of income uh, to believe that I can't be two, 245, 300. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Good point. I don't know. If it, it, Not it, accurate. He might have a good point, but it might be low intelligence. That it's 100% low that intelligence. That motivated him to say that. Maybe 130. <laughs> I don't know he said, tops. He said, "I know it's, it's some of the stupidest driving I've ever seen." He's like, "Thank you." <laughs> what? Here he goes with that all due respect. The owner's son. Uh, all due respect. Yeah. The owner's son tells Ricky uh, he lost them a lot of sponsored dollars, and Ricky tells him, "With all due respect," and and uh, he says, "Somebody he has his balls removed." Yeah. Did you have sur- uh, experimental surgery to have your balls removed? And, That's what he said. Yeah, and he freaks out talking about it. Just because you say all due respect doesn't mean you can say whatever you want to me. He says, uh, yeah, it does. It's in the Geneva Convention. Which uh, is definitely not accurate. <laughs> that, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. And he keeps playing it. It's <laughs> like... Why would your boss be that mad at you that you're winning? Well, no, you're winning. You're losing sponsorship dollars because NASCAR finds you for wrecks. 
Yeah. They find you for obscene gestures. They find you for so, – so he might have won, but he's losing money overall, and he's losing points in the polls. Mm-hmm. So he's not winning those seven championships. Mm-hmm. They're going for the championship. That's where you get the most money. Yeah, but Ricky's all about being first, no yep. matter what. He don't give a shit about his team. That's why his best friend's not getting first. Yeah, because mm-hmm. this is the scene where we get and into where they're talking about yeah, it, right? Later on, after the race, uh, we're at a bar, and Kyle asks uh, Ricky – Hey, uh, what about you slingshotting me and in, in for a win one time? And Ricky is so consumed <laughs> with being first that uh, he's like, "No, that that's not gonna happen." He's like, how how could how could I do that and and I still win? Yeah, that was the best comment ever. It's all about him. Yep. And you know, and then Kyle Mount Jr. is like, "Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's okay. I'll bury it deep down yeah, inside. Like, I'll just bury it deep down. Never bring it up again. That's how you start tumors." <laughs> And we get a little side conversation with uh, two of the crew, the pit crew members. And he's like, my, my grandmother's turning like 80 something. Yeah, 86. Yeah. He's like, what should I get her for her birthday? And the- <laughs> That's the best comment ever, dude. Yeah, he was serious about it. And he was. He didn't smile. He didn't laugh. He was dead serious. He's like, yep. And all of a sudden, somebody starts playing jazz on, on the jukebox. And people start really like freaking out. Physically freaking out. That bald out. dude was like, get it out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> like freaking the fuck out. Cancer style. Yeah, he don't know what the fuck's going on. He's getting the fucking brain morphed. But it was Jean Gerard who tells them that he is the greatest wrestler in the world. And Ricky tells him uh, America is the greatest country in the world. Jean asks, what has America given the world? <laughs> and they go back and forth about what, what America has given. Pizza. Pizza, tacos, the Italy, yeah, Mexico. <laughs> Everything they say is. But uh, what do they say to him? He's like, man, I don't understand what you're saying. It sounds like you got peanut butter on the roof of your mouth. <laughs> he is <laughs> like a, a dog. French racer, and uh, he is here to defeat Ricky Bobby. He's from Formula. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And this is the scene where, you know, he's like, we go together like peanut butter and... and I think that's an extended scene. Oh, peanut okay, butter yeah, and cocaine, yeah. Well, he has ladies. Our peanut uh, butter and ladies, yeah, it's like some weird ones. Let me give you this Count on Junior, big dog. I've been working on it. We go get like... Hey, hey, we go get like like peanut butter and ladies. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Think, I like what, that. What do you think, man? Hey, hey. Ricky Bobby and me, we're best friends, man. Hey, we go together like peanut butter and lace. That's pretty good. I like that. That's I like that. I like that. That's the best I got, man. That's, that's good. I, got. <laughs> I like that. I'm good with it. I'm good. I couldn't do a better one, so I'm good with it. Hey, I couldn't either, bro. Hell yeah. That's a good one. So, <laughs> Ricky ends up trying to punch old John Gerard, but John catches his arm and holds him down on the pool table. And he tells Ricky he won't let him go unless he says... But he slaps the shit out of him first, doesn't he? <laughs> no, no, no. He like bitch slaps the but shit out of him do you first. Think in the middle of a fight, that you'll be able to get away two slaps before you subdue the other Well, Jean Girard is the fastest fucking race car driver in Formula. Uh. <laughs> two slaps, a forward slap and a backhand slap. And then he grabs you in an arm bar. Yes. I mean, if Oliveira did it to me, yeah, I'm fucked. Oh, I'm yes. definitely dying. If he did it to me, no, I'd beat his ass. He wants Ricky to say that he loves crepes and he'll let That's go it. of his arm. That's he, it. He's got him in a submission now that he either he's going to break his arm or Ricky's well, going to say that. I say he loves crepes. But, like. I don't understand. Like, that's a good one. That's a great compromise. Is <laughs> I love 
thin pancakes. Very thin pancakes. Very thin yeah. pancakes. I don't understand. He even gives him. He even gives him a break. He's like, uh, "Just say you love crepes," and he's like, "No, I ain't gonna do it." And then Caldon Junior's like, "That's just those thin pancakes, man. They're really good." I had like, them this oh, morning. I do like those. I had yeah. a whole mess of them at the breakfast this morning. Yeah, and then he, he, and John Draws like, "Yeah, I will even say if you if you say you like thin pancakes, I will let you go." And nope. Nope, he asked for a beer. Give Ricky me a beer while I'm down here. It. It's going to be a while. And he's like, go ahead and break it, Pepe Le Pew. That was a good, that's a good insult. Pepe Le Pew was a good insult. Well, Jean Girard ends up breaking his arm above the elbow. So make make note of that. He does break his arm above the elbow. That pisses off old Cal Naughton Jr. Do we and, forget to talk about the uh, attempt that he made to, oh, it's okay, I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> and he didn't do shit to get out yeah. of it? Oh my God, that attempt was terrible. He didn't do anything at all to get out of it. But well, he made him think he was going to. After the break, Cal Don Jr. is like, you broke my bro's arm. Now I'm about to I'm about to taser you. He said, you about to meet Dr. Watts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But uh, what is his name? The owner. Yeah, the owner's Everybody son. step away from my driver. How'd you get a gun in? And he thinks, Ricky's thinking he's talking about him, but he's not. Yeah, yeah, he ends up, uh, the, the owner's son ends up shooting a gun and telling him that he's my driver. So uh, step off of him. And uh, he tells him that he, he required him to be on the team so they can get better points, get better in the stands. Overall points leader. Win, the win championship. a championship. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. But he also used another, uh, with all due respect, yeah. that idea... Ain't worth what? It ain't worth a velvet painting of a whale and a dolphin getting it on. And Jean is confused by the crowd. By, uh, he confuses the crowd, actually, by saying that he has a husband. And the crowd's like, what? Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers dropping beers and everything, beers. passing out. Oh! Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Pat each other on the buttons and walking away. This was way before the time we're in now, which is crazy to think about. Because back then, none of us thought about it that way. For Obama? No. Well, that. Even then, like to where we're at now, to think about that, and we were we didn't give a shit. Who cared? That was that was a good one. That was funny as hell. Yeah, that was funny as hell. And now the racing world is obsessed with Jean Giraud. Yeah, he's fucking taking over, bro. And not Ricky. And they're talking about how uh, Jean Giraud. You know, they do the deep dives on, mm-hmm. on these celebrities and athletes. And he's a horse a, owner. And he's a husband. World world star. Uh, World beloved. World beloved <clears throat> horses who are also gay. Yeah. <laughs> His husband's a dog trainer with yes. a whistle for canines. And he got them stacking in pyramids and shit, so he a good-ass trainer, man, for sure. Yeah, he's a, he's a good dude. This was like the first time you ever saw like two dudes kissing in a real main movie other than Brokeback Mountain. But at a NASCAR qualifying uh, race, Jean Girard sets a track record, which uh, gets Ricky upset. <laughs> and... He decides he wants to race, man. He's got this broken arm, but he's like, fuck it. Yeah, but what they say when he, he was like, John Gerard is sitting on the pole, which is in no way. <laughs> <laughs> he was leading the pole. But talking about no way is, is talking about his sexual orientation. Well, when he asked him too, like when he did that, Ricky wasn't going to drive, but here comes John, and he's like, can I sign your cast? Just being nice. And Ricky was like, get the goddamn car off the truck. Yeah. He yeah. took that as an insult. Yeah, he got pissed off about John Gerard wanting to sign his cast for his broken arm that John Gerard did break. Yeah. Uh, but Ricky gets upset and he wants to race. He gets that car off the off the track and uh, he John Gerard gets in Ricky's face and says, uh, soon you will know what it's like to be defeated. Oh, no, that's just Big a, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboy. Oh, yeah, Cowboy. 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 <laughs> 
Get my car off the truck. And then that's where the owner, the, the owner's son, starts talking shit. You couldn't beat him with a healthy arm, Ricky. Mm. Oh, they're they're getting it. They're ready to race now. Yeah, they're talking trash back and forth, Cal and Jean. But that's when Cal comes up and, and he confuses Jean Gerard with a shake and bake. Oh, that surprised you? Well, shake and bake. He doesn't know what to do with it. He doesn't yeah. know what. What does this mean? Yeah, what is this shake and bake? It doesn't, doesn't make, make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ricky, I guess, uh, qualifies uh, because later on we end up seeing him cutting his cast off. <laughs> that is. <laughs> His cast that is below the elbow. That's true. That's not where he... He didn't break his forearm. He broke, he broke his elbow. Yeah, yeah, he broke up before, uh, above the elbow. What bone is that? Anybody know what bone that is? Uh, above the elbow? Above it? Yeah, right where your bicep is. I don't know. That bone right there. Yeah. bicep there, sir. Why are you flexing like that? Yeah, that's where the bicep is. Uh, the I see, bone, you. I see the what you're doing right there. there. I see you. There's no videos in here. That's the bone he broke. Oh, okay. But he didn't break the forearm. Yeah, it's the whatever's above that. But that's where fucking Ricky Bobby's cast is. So He's cutting the forearm now. Incontinuity right here. Oh, yeah, Adam McKay. Fuck that. He man. also offers him, if you just kiss him on the lips, if you kiss me on the lips, I would, I will leave and never return to NASCAR. Jean Girard did say that he would leave right then and there. He kissed him on the lips. If he kissed him on the lips. Gay style. And that's when Cal Naughton whispered in his ear. Shake it back. Shake it back. <laughs> he didn't know what to do with that. Uh, during the race, we do see uh, Ricky had a big fight. Oh, not a big fight, but a big sponsor on his windshield. Fig Newtons. The worst Fig, cookie on the planet. Fig Newton on the windshield of his car. Is that is that allowed? No, definitely not. 100% not. not. <laughs> what did he say? This Fig Newton sticker is very inconvenient, but I do love Fig Newtons. Nobody loves Fig Newtons. No, fuck no. That's the worst cookie in the world. Oh, they man. sell it as a cookie, but it's a fucking disaster. <laughs> like church candy. <laughs> It might be. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, Ricky Bobby has a goddamn fig Newton across his windshield racing. Uh, Rent Ricky ends up wrecking during the race and flipping his car. And when the, he does flip in this crazy-ass wreck, uh, the, the announcers do say that it's the longest wreck they've ever seen. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a pretty dramatic race. It's, it's it reminds me a whole lot of a parody of uh, Tom Cruise's racing movie. Oh, um, uh, thunder, something thunder, rolling. tropic, or no, not tropic thunder. Not tropic uh, thunder. <laughs> he was in it. Something thunder. I've been drinking too much. Sorry, but yeah, I know what you're talking. Yeah, that one. But like before he racing wrecks and he's he's on fire. He actually starts catching up. Uh, Jean Gerard. Yeah, but no one's mistaken. He is a great race car driver. He's mm -hmm. very good. He is very good. He may be retarded. He just but. he just pushes the gas pedal. He does not use the brakes or any of that shit. I think this is like a radio situation. Yeah, like, you radio, know, radio, yeah. Radio, Like Waterboy football type shit. Like I think Waterboy. Yeah. yeah, Waterboy more than radio because yeah. radio was like a coach he was just assistant. A good, yeah, he was just a helper. A good Waterboy. He was a good Waterboy. He was full of retard. Yeah, he was. But it's okay. It's Waterboy. Yeah. This is the Waterboy of NASCAR right here. Uh, but we do end up seeing uh, Larry, the uh, team owner's son, Larry, uh, his wife. She ends up uh, telling us that she loves the vibrations of the track. She's a whore. She is fucked. She hates NASCAR. She hates that life. And we see that she's not yeah. getting any at home. Yeah, for you know sure. No dick at Nothing. all at home. She's trying to get all the NASCAR dick she can get. <laughs> Vibrations. Yes. Ah. The vibrations. Yeah. 
She loves getting fucked up and fucking everybody but her husband. Well, uh, after this terrible, just terrible wreck, man, that Ricky is just flipping and and I don't know if this is, might be caused by the uh, the Fig Newton sign, uh, but he does call Cal up to help him out. But Cal Cal's car ends up uh, having some kind of malfunction. Blows an engine, don't he? Uh, he blows something, and he can't he can't help Ricky out. So that was the the issue there, and Ricky ends up having to taking taking this challenge on his own with Jean Gerard. And they ask him to lay off. Yeah, they tell they him tell to ease back. Yeah. He's driving like a pissed off teenager. He, he doesn't have to. an option without the teammate. Take second. Yeah, roll yeah. on to next week. We can yeah. we can do better next. He he just headstrong. He's got to win. If you're first, you're last. He's living by that that motto, that mentality. He has to be first so he he decides to keep going and he ends up hitting john gerard john gerard ends up spinning out and ends up facing forward but ricky ends up in the air he got fucked up yeah 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 he was flipping multiple times and it was so much that the announcers like i said even announced like this is the longest wreck (laughs) i have ever witnessed (laughs) this car flips like 37 fucking times (laughs) and if you notice too another incontinuity is that when he does flip and wreck, the Fig Newton sign is not gone, on yeah. the windshield. It's gone. It is, is. I don't know. Maybe it just left the windshield. <laughs> it's definitely gone. But uh, Ricky ends up getting out unharmed, unscathed, but he thinks he's on fire. Yeah. Invisible fire. Hey, me, dude, how did he strip? How did he get did naked so quick? <laughs> I don't think they'll show you that. He but you also heard the Akuna Matata, bitches. He was down to his underwear in a matter of seconds. After the wreck, he was pulled out of the wreck, and he thinks he's on fire. He's having a mental breakdown on the track. This has never happened to him before. and So he's freaking the fuck out. Yeah, he's freaking out. What's crazy to look at, too, is, though, this is a real NASCAR embankment. Watching him running. Like, when you watch him roll down the embankment, that's a normal straightaway. When you see a straightaway, that's a straightaway. Curves are even worse. The turns. Yeah, it is inclined on a NASCAR uh, track. There he goes. It helps the NASCAR cars turn better. Help me, Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, he's helped me. Help me, Oprah. Help me, Tom Cruise's God. (laughs) Help me, Jewish God. Help me, Allah. He's on fire. And then here comes fucking Cal Naughton Jr. Help my friend with the invisible fire. Don't let him burn him. Yeah. That he's retarded too. Yeah. The way, he, the way he's <laughs> it's not a good sign for NASCAR. This is not a good sign. And this, I don't know. And he's trying to beat the invisible fire off of his friend, his retarded friend. Yeah. It's a dark day for NASCAR is what the commentator <laughs> says. Yeah, it fucking is. You made this movie. It's still a dark day. <laughs> this is why you've been losing viewership since 2005. When this movie fucking come out? 2006? And they did. <laughs> they did end up getting real NASCAR announcers for this yeah. movie. Yeah, they, they were good. They impressive. were very good. So I guess Ricky ended up passing out, and he's in a uh, coma-like state when his wife comes in and talking to the doctor, and she wants to pull the plug. <laughs> and the doctor's like, "He, he's just taking a nap. You know, he's not. He's not in any danger." <laughs> He yawns. I She's like, have you ever seen him do that? This is a yawn. It was just like a waking up type thing. Bro, what would you do? She's ready to kill him. She wants money. She's a fucking gold digger, bro. Both of you guys' wives see you in the hospital, and the first thing they say to 
to the doctor. Just pull it, pull it. Bro, I I'm not married to a gold digger. Neither is Brandon, so there's no concerns of that. If you were married to a gold digger, just like answer your question. Whenever he's in a coma, now he's taking a nap. He's taking a nap, and people are talking to him like he's in a coma. Yes. I'm trying to make you guys laugh. Cal Nolton Jr. He does. says that he did Playgirl magazine. He spread his butt cheeks for as Mike Honcho. Yep. He, that's, that's what you were saying. Say. He went to... under a different alias as Mike Honcho, yep. and he spread his butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. That's what you're talking I, about. I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. If one of y'all motherfuckers said that and I was trying to fake it, I wouldn't be able to hold it in anymore. I'd be, I'd be like, God damn it, you got me. I'm not in a coma. I'm sorry. Well... Ricky Bobby does end up waking up, and he believes he's paralyzed. And we end up seeing him playing ball with other paraplegics. And Kyle, but he's using his goddamn legs. He's, he's kicking, kicking them. them. Well, the doctor says he's a paraplegic, and Kyle Long Jr. is confused with uh, <laughs> pyrokinesis. He's like, oh, well, he can, he can light things on fire with his mind? And he's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, and even he's fucking like, hey. the other dude looks at him. Yeah, Lucius looks at yeah. him, and he's like, he's like, what? Hey. It happens, okay? Read a comic book or something. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Oh, but Will Ferrell was like kicking them dudes with his legs and like using it. He was perfectly fine really playing thought, wheelchair basketball. He really thought that he was. He was getting up to get the ball and shit and then running back to his chair. Like, what the so fuck? Ricky tells uh, Lucius and Kyle that this is this is how he's got to live now. You know, uh, they they tell him that you know they break it to him that Ricky, you're not paralyzed. Wow. He bought a van and everything. He was like, that's paid up. $100,000 van. He said, you come in that door walking on your two cocky legs. Two fat. Cocky legs. He said, I hope you two both have healthy young sons. And they out there. beautiful, articulate sons. And they get their legs taken from them. Lucius goes off. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. And then. Cal tries to dial him back in. He's like, oh, no, no. And he's like, no, he needs to know. Paralyzed. No. We need a Christmas No. We need a Christmas That's where Cal Nolan's like, all right, yeah, wake up, idiot. And so. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. This is the time that Ricky decides to test the theory, you know, to prove that he's paralyzed. He grabs a knife. A steak knife. And they tell him, don't stick that knife in your leg. And Ricky Bobby does it, and he feels it immediately. Bro, he fucking sticks that thing in halfway, like not a uh, like a slight jab. That is a full like murderer stab <laughs> into the fucking leg with a steak knife, dude. I couldn't do it. No, fuck no. No, oh, God, I couldn't do it. Yeah, he. He's there in the hospital, so he's go to a doctor. No, fuck no, that. No, 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 no. They extremely start uh, panicking, and they decide to use another knife. Cut around it. Cut around the meat. <laughs> and they try to pry it out. I mean, they just do the stupidest shit to get it out. But they're all like, hey, man, you can feel your legs. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. That's a good plan. I got to feel my legs. <laughs> so he does realize that he can feel his legs and he's not paralyzed. Uh, so they celebrate. And he ends up walking out of the hospital and he wants to drive again. And Kyle says that uh, while you are resting up, let me in, let me let me let you in on something, Ricky. What's he say? He says, "I bet uh whatever the dude's name is." He's like, "But he he's, says, he's he's freaking out all the money he's losing without me racing." Yeah, yeah. But he's like, "Hey, Gerard, Frenchy Gerard can drive. Can drive. Yeah, yeah Frenchy can, can drive. Frenchy can drive." 
So uh, Jerron Gerard has been winning races since Ricky has been out of commission. Ricky's a little upset about that. You know, he thought that the the owner would be freaking out that wow. he's missing. John got I wish Ricky was here. He's got, <laughs> coats, he's got deals. He's got, he's got video games. Video games yeah. yeah, dang. Uh, well, He's in GQ magazine, mm-hmm. which I think that, dude, if you're an F1 more than NASCAR, if you're an F1, you're already going to be in all these other. It doesn't matter. Listen, magazine. GQ is for whoever's the most popular at the time. The motherfucking Kansas City Chiefs center might get in that motherfucker because he's the most popular. Travis Kelsey's brother, he might get in that motherfucker, and he's fat as hell. It doesn't matter. They're just saying who's the most popular fucking dude we can put shirtless on a fucking magazine. Come on. That shit don't matter. Well, Ricky ends up uh, getting back on the track and discovers that uh, he can't he can't uh, drive. He can't go fast. Can't shit wreck. anymore, can he? John Gerard putting motherfucking in the infield. He's he's driving instead of being number one. He's driving pictures of him and his boyfriend kissing. <laughs> That's some bitch can drive, boy. You think they actually like put that in the grass? Or they no, just... they do the they'll do like donuts and stuff. On certain ones, but they get fined for it. You got to pay for it. No, no, like in this movie, do you think that they like they had people out there? Oh, that's a uh, actually made. No, that's a uh, bro. Uh, okay. Get out of here. That's no, there's no way. There's no way. No way you're doing a. <laughs> I know he didn't do that shit himself, but you could have had artists out there. You, you don't know. think Borat could do it? He can't do that shit. No. <laughs> what about with some, with some help from some gypsies? Probably Borat. All he's about. Well, Ricky gets back on the track and he discovers that he's only going 26 miles an hour on the track. He said, I'm back, baby. I'm on the speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and other cars are going past him. He's like, what was that? <laughs> Those the other cars? <laughs> he's freaking the fuck out, bro. Yeah, he gets out of the car and he ends up having another breakdown. And uh, Larry Dennett, the uh, son, the owner's son, tells Ricky's wife that Cal uh, is going to be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. As Gerard looks on and tells Ricky, au revoir. Ricky booby. Yeah, yeah so, he's running around in his underwear again. He's fucked. He's done. You know, I think this is when uh, Ricky's wife gets the idea that... When hey, Cal even gets tired of it, he's like, come on, man. Ricky, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's that, that uh, swing he gave when he first got out of the car, though, when everybody he was like looking around and everybody was trying to get... He fucking swung like a fucking <laughs> madman. It was awesome. Now they're just all trying to help him. And it's well, not working. Well, later on, Ricky ends up coming home to find out that his wife has gotten engaged <laughs> to Cal Don Jr. Mm-hmm. Out of and nowhere. he was also fired from the race team. Dang, he got a divorce yet. So he, uh, he lost his not. wife and his job in the same day. It's NASCAR. They were probably never officially married. And his kids. They're probably not his kids. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, one of them's redhead. Yeah, they're probably not well, his kids. Whenever the, whenever the kids do end up figuring out that they're getting a divorce, they end up cheering and talking about two Christmases. Hell yeah. That's good. And Kyle Long Jr. actually invited Ricky Bobby to, to the his wedding. wedding. Hey, man, I want you to be my best man. He's like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> Not being your best man. He's like, listen, you just lost your job. You lost your wife. Don't lose your best friend. It's like, damn, dude, that's fucked up. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was the worst, honest... Just dumb fuck insult ever. At the wedding, what did they have? No, that's, we ain't got there yet. <laughs> They're playing Jenga when this motherfucker walks in the house, though. Like, he walks in like it's just shit. He ain't got a clue. He's fucking lost. Yes, and Cal Nondun just welcomes him in like it's It's, it's his normal. house. Yeah. Thank you for the visit, man. They're like, he's yeah. like, what? What's going on here? 
Oh, it's this marriage has been a cruel charade. Mm-hmm. She filled me on the whole thing. Bro, you you pay for everything. You pay for everything. You're a NASCAR driver. Yeah, but she's a whore. But then you can't take nothing? Like No. You don't get he's an idiot. What the fuck? He's an idiot. Mm-hmm. She's definitely getting everything. She said, hey, driver, drive these. And he was like, yep, I'm going to marry that no, one. She's trailer trash. No, she's not. She's a fucking she's NASCAR driver's wife. Trash. She's a driver's hey, wife. Driver, drive these. She said, I can't <laughs> work, Ricky. She had pews popping up from her damn... Where'd you see pews? Shut up. Where'd you see no pews? <laughs> you lying, bro. You are trying... You are lost your delusion on how hot she is. You'd definitely get sucked into that, and you'd have fucking two Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't no way I'm gonna make love to my best friend's ex-wife. I'm sorry. Don't say shit like that, because you can. Everybody can be your best friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, those types of best friends; those are clearly just people you meet on the street. All right, let's say this happens. Nope. Kay cheats on you with a little Asian man, and she's like, "Fuck it, Zay, I'm done with you." <laughs> Sam hits the lottery, and she's like, "Zay, I want that grizzly D. What you gonna do, big dog?" Sammy or Sam? Sam. Nah, I, I, I'll let you guys be married. No, you should tell Brandon about what the fuck was said. And then he gets his half of the money and we fucking dip. She's trying to fuck you and we're best friends. You fucking right. fucked up on that. It was, yeah, you, you failed that up, test. You right. up, Jesus, bro. you failed. Yeah, you get the fuck out of here. Right you now. failed, bro. You, you won, failed bro. miserably. You I'm won. just not going to tell you about it. You wasn't going to tell him. You wasn't going to tell him either. I'm about to give you a roundhouse. I wasn't going to let you finish because you were going the wrong way. Yeah, I was sitting there judging me. Yeah, we were. We were trying to help you get back on the fucking path. The path. You were going the wrong fucking way. Yeah, you was going the wrong way. I just wasn't going to tell nobody about the shit. You wasn't going to. We know you ain't setting up nothing but a pause. So I killed Sam. Oh, damn. Damn. That's, now you went, that's yeah. even worse. Yeah, we do a murder. Hey. What if Sam was just testing you to see if you were a good enough friend to share the money Strike, with? Now you podcast. murdered her. <laughs> Strike that from the podcast. Nope. We're keeping it. Keep all that shit. Keep every goddamn bit of that shit. Now we know where Zay's at mentally. He talking about, oh, no. I guess I'll just kill him. I'll kill him if I don't fucking take the money. Well, Ricky ends up uh, returning <laughs> to his mother, and she takes him in, and he becomes a pizza delivery man. He ain't having no luck right now, guys, okay? He becomes a pizza delivery guy. He ends up backing up into some lady's groceries, knocking them all over the place. <laughs> he's struggling. And, and the state trooper ends up seeing him, writing him a ticket for it, and he's like, hey, now, watch yourself. Well, I don't think there's a, a reverse in NASCAR cars. I don't think there's a race car <laughs> reverse. No, it is, because he's one in reverse. I don't think there's a real reverse, if you're being honest. Yeah. I don't think there is. Well, he done did it. Yeah, I don't did. think there is. He won in reverse. Well, he thinks he places in reverse, and he ends up going forward and hitting the state trooper. <laughs> which I guess... He said it won't happen again, and which, he fucking smashes that dude's car. Yeah, well, he smashes the state trooper himself. Yep. And I guess that revokes his license, so now he's riding a bike to deliver his pizzas. And he ends up going to uh, Reese Bobby's house. It's a hotel. Oh, hotel. Yeah, hotel room. Uh, it's his house, Motel. though. It's his house. But isn't that most awkward, the way he answers the door, where he's, like, leaned up in the bathroom with, like, some weird-ass, like, sunshade coming through, and he's in his boxers and tube socks? Dude. That's so, the weirdest fucking shit. That reminds me of my dad. You're telling me that <laughs> if somebody ordered pizza, and they'd be like, okay, come in, 
No. He's got his underwear on. <laughs> Fuck no. I'm dropping the pizza at the door and I'll fucking say, hey, I don't need a tip. We're good. Because the tip I think you're trying to give me, I'm I'm out on. Okay? I want money. Not what you're looking for. It turns out that Reese Bobby is his dad and he orders a pizza just so he can get to talking to He's Ricky. got a shit ton of pizza in the room. And he ends up talking shit and Ricky ends up punching him and leaves. And he did not drop a single slice. A single drop of beer. Not a single drop of beer oh, when man. he punched him. Well, no, he's an expert alcoholic. You don't drop beer. Damn let me try that with you. I definitely won't drop any beer. I'll definitely not drop a single drop of beer. Well, later on, uh, Ricky ends up telling what hap- telling his mom what happened. And his mom says that uh, she's the one that called uh, Reese. Because, uh, Ricky, you're pathetic. And his dad shows up at the family home and says that he can help with the fear. Yeah. Come on, Dad. Get your balls back. That's pretty much what's going on. See, the thing about this that's crazy to me is, dude, in the South, there's going to be gnats and moths everywhere when you're standing outside of a... of a. What the fuck are you talking about? Dude, if you're standing outside of a door, there's going to be gnats and moths everywhere. How do you know where they're at? Dude, there's nothing... Hey. They are in the South. You gotta believe it. But where? Be what if they're like South Florida? There's no gnats or moths. Yes, it is. Not if you're in a fancy neighborhood. <laughs> I was in a fancy neighborhood. You think, you think gnats Rich people ain't gotta deal with that shit. Rich people got fucking... They got neighborhood fucking watch for fucking shit like that. My mom is not rich. Ricky Bobby's rich. Oh, shit. And, so, and what happens? What, what do you think? If, if you were to get fucking rich off of football, you wouldn't give any money to your mom? Okay, that's what I'm talking about. She's definitely rich. She's just hoarding that shit. She's living a normal life because she don't want people mooching off of her. She lives in the same spot, and she don't have no nets, no moths, no nothing. How do you know it's not fall? There's nothing spiraling around his head. What if it's fall? At all. Winter. He's wearing a jacket and a coat and pants. (laughs) It's winter. He's retarded. You can't base anything off of him. That's true. He is retarded. But everybody's wearing pants, jackets. (laughs) But that's what hillbillies wear anyway. How do you know what hillbillies wear? Summer and the winter. I mean, yeah, Hayden does wear pants and boots year-round. <laughs> well, Reese ends up realizing that uh, Ricky needs some coaching. And that those are his grandkids. No, he ain't <laughs> recognize them yet. Yeah, they end up uh, they talking prove some it. shit. Talking he's like, yep, yeah, they got to prove it. They might be my grandkids. Go shave your balls, you dusty old fart. <laughs> and he's like, well, they might be my fucking grandkids. So his uh, Reese's goal is to get Ricky back on track. And what Ricky uh, Reese does is tells Ricky that he needs to drive with the fear. Uh-huh. He needs to learn to lose that fear. So he brings out his 1969 Chevelle, Woo. tells Ricky to drive it, and there's a cougar inside the car. Karen the cougar. Karen the cougar is inside the car. Ricky's like, whoa, there's a cougar in the car. He's like, Reese is like, yeah, I put it there. <laughs> this is the first sign of the Karen figure in society. Everybody called this Karen the cougar, and this is where the Karens were born. You think so? I do. I do 100%. No one has any proof of a Karen before this movie. <laughs> the name Karen was never used before nope. this movie. Nope. Well, oh, uh, Reese Bobby tells him it's the fear that he has to get over to drive fast again. And Ricky is attacked by the cougar. And Reese says that uh, while he's being attacked, he's like, control your heart rate. <laughs> like he's a fucking ninja or something. <laughs> Did you also notice that every time you see his dad, he's drinking one of those fucking yeah. uh, malt liquors? The tall boy. Yeah, the tall boy malt liquor from the original car. The clown? The yep, clown? the clown liquor, the malt liquor one. <laughs> Just keep an eye on him and you'll see him. Brother, that deep voice he's doing in this thing. 
Well, on another note, the kids are being watched by the grandmother, Ricky's mom, and they come home and she realizes that these kids need some discipline. (laughs) She says she dropped them off at church and here they come. Yeah, she drops them off at church and they're doing just fine. Well, they come home screaming, anarchy, anarchy, and they end up getting the water hose and spraying the neighbor oh, in the face so through one of his unhealthy open windows. Unhealthy fucking dudes. I don't know what I mean, what it means, but I love it. Spraying the fuck out of that dude, dude, right in the mouth. He's fucking eating yeah. it, dude. He's like doing a puzzle or some shit at his, his, his dining room table. And he just starts eating water. It's like me with that sprinkler. They did fuck him up. They fucked him up with that water. And then that, that thing is when the grandmother put her foot down. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, she was like, you boys are going to be good, rightful, law-abiding citizens in this society because you're going to abide by granny law. And she said, I will paint your back porch red if you don't listen. But the best part was, was his reply. Granny, you're shit out of luck. And then she smacks the shit out of both of them. And then she, what do they say? It's something about horses. You're going to tame us like wild horses, ain't you? And this is the beginning of a new age. Yep, she, she starts fucking them up. Yeah, they realize that uh, Granny ain't playing. She beats that ass. But uh, next we see uh, Reese in the car with Ricky, and he's blindfolded. Uh, Reese tells him to feel the room. And again, he has what a tall boy, Joker, mean? clown, malt liquor, tall boy. He says, you got to be one with the car. Yeah. You feel what the car feels. Yeah. You never done that? Hell no. And Ricky is blindfolded, and I don't I feel know. like somebody's done that with your infinity before. <laughs> this, is the, <laughs> this is the wrong, I don't know. This is not a karate kid type exercise. But it was funny. Yeah. And so Ricky starts driving, and he ends up driving into uh, three cars. Yeah, three or four cars and into the house of the neighbor that they they uh they just got sprayed in the face. Yep. <laughs> That's with the the wife and the oxygen tent. Yeah, he was like, Yeah, my wife's on oxygen <laughs> and he's like, uh after they drive into the house, Ricky starts trying to put the blindfold back on to like, get no, out. No, what the no, fuck? No, no, put that down, Ricky. Let's get the stupid out. ass. <laughs> an idiot and uh granny's teaching uh lucy has the boys and she's cleaning up the side of the highway she's got them cleaning up trash like they're fucking dui motherfuckers yes yes and uh later on that night uh ricky actually wakes up to a phone call from old cal dalton jr his best friend and cal just calls a talk you know like hey what are you doing couldn't sleep over here. It's like it was a ghost or something. <laughs> he said, no, what did he say? He said, how you turn the volume up on the TV when you listen to the stereo? And he said, why do you want to do that? Because I like to party. There was a deleted scene, though. That I think uh, in this movie, the deleted scene with Cal Naughton Jr., he's in the house after he hangs up with Ricky, and you hear something go, get out. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's like, It's haunted. They're trying to kick him out. He's a bad person. He doesn't even know it. He doesn't even mean to be a bad person. He's just dumb. (laughs) Okay, uh, the next morning, Ricky's taking a nap on the the front deck, and old Reese comes by and splashes him with a bunch of fucking water. Water. Yeah, and he tells him him that he's got a a kilo of Colombian Bam Bam under the car, and he's called the cops. Uh, so Ricky ends up taking the car and drives fast. He's got to get away from him. Yeah, he's got to get away from the police. So Reese Bobby called the cops on his own son about a car that has some 
cocaine in it, and they just automatically put on a full fucking search. You know, they send like twelve squad cars. There's no way. Yeah, you're gonna be no. like, listen, this fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, we're not taking this shit serious. Well, he's, they, he's clearly an idiot. Well, why would he call it? So? I got a kilo of Colombian bam bam strapped to the bottom of my car. My son's driving. That sounds like some nonsense. Yeah, it is. It's his. It's his own car. Where's the well, dents just, and the wrecks? Just stay there and let. That car ran into a house, though, by the way. What the fuck? Where's the damage? They, they, the police end up doing a coming. Uh, two squad cars start off, and they end up getting more squad cars later on because uh, he ends up in a full-on police chase on the interstate. Ricky Bobby discovers that he can go fast again. Go fast. That's right. He can go fast. The best part about this, though, is the conversation between the dad and the kids where he's like, do you want to take us fishing and tell us lessons about our, your life? And the old man's like, why don't you dig a hole and get me another beer? <laughs> 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 Fucking great grandpa. But uh, we, we focus in on Ricky and he's running from the police officers and he realized that he ends up hitting about, what, 110, 115? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's a good, I mean... It's better than 26. Yeah, he realized that he can go fast again. So he ends up doing some transporter star type driving, losing the police officers. They, they end up getting beside him at 116, which I don't believe police officers will actually keep up with you at that No, at they're going to stop at a certain pace just to make sure they don't kill anybody. Yeah, uh, you're endangering the public at this speed, but they end up getting beside him and like, pull over. And they scissor each other. Yeah, he puts the brakes on their asses and ends up uh, going in reverse, and they're chasing him, and he is just this this ultimate driver, like fucking Jason Bourne, man. He he knows all the skills that he needs to know with a car. He gets away. Yeah, he ends up uh, he ends up losing the police. He ends up losing the chase on him. Okay, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. That's how it happens. Yeah, I I don't yeah, know if they have the if he has his tags on this car because this is a pretty recognizable car. Yeah, it's a thir- number thirteen mm-hmm. Chevelle. Yep, that's a it's race painted. I mean, get the fuck out of here. You know exactly who this is. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, this well, is stupid. He uh, Ricky Bobby ends up losing the police and he ends up going under the car to find this uh, kilo of Colombian Bam Bam and he ends up finding a note. From his father, old Reese Barber. Which, They're strapped to a bag of Lucky Charms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He says it. The letter says, uh, "Feels good to go fast, doesn't it?" By the way, don't try to snort these Lucky Charms, Reese Bobby. That's how you know he's retarded. Yep. And once he knew that he could drive, he ends up uh, leaving his bike with some random kid and uh, drives around with Karen the Cougar in the car. Mm-hmm. And Lucy takes the boys to church, and she takes some meditating. She does some kind of little feng shui type thing. She's showing all the shit, shit they're throwing away, and it's like bottle rockets and brass knuckles and prison shanks. Yeah, Shit like that. Yeah, he said, what about my prison shank? He doesn't want to lose that. Ricky ends up passing his driving test to get his license back, so he's now his legal driver. Uh, Ricky invites his dad uh, out to eat, and the whole family goes to Applebee's. Is it the Applebee's or the Sizzler? No, the Sizzler Steakhouse is where he was made, right? Yeah, Applebee's is where they... I did your mom in the bathroom. was a Sizzler Steakhouse. That's what it was. (laughs) While they're at the... uh, the restaurant there at Applebee's it's everything's going good and it seems that uh Reese is afraid of commitment he's got an itch yeah he, I don't know everything's just going so great and he decides just to cause a scene about some onions on a steak 
Yeah, he uh, he doesn't seem to like anything going right. He struggles with that. Mm-hmm. He struggles with anything that's normal. And that gets him thrown He's out of the restaurant. Also in Applebee's with another clown, malt liquor, tall boy in mm. Applebee's. He loves it. He's had one in he every motherfucking it. scene, bro. Ricky's first sponsor, right? Yeah, Ricky's first sponsor in the the NASCAR race that he took over from that job. Laughing Clown, malt anymore. liquor. Yeah, laughing. Laughing Clown, clown? Malt yeah. Liquor. Malt liquor. Mm-hmm. He loves it. You don't like that? His dad loves it. Yeah, it's like twisted tea or something like that. No, that's malt liquor, isn't it? <laughs> no. Okay, same thing. As uh, Reese is getting thrown out of the Applebee's after making a scene about some onions being on his damn steak, uh, I don't know, man. Some people just, you just can't figure him out. I guess he's scared of getting hurt, so he made this scene just not to be there. I just don't think he wants to do anything normal. I don't think he wants to fit the normal mold. Like, that scares him. Having to get a real job. Well, Ricky reminds him of uh, what he told him as a kid. He was like, hey, you said if you ain't first, you're last. And he's like, what? Reese is like, what? And he said, you, you told me that. You know, I've lived my life by that. If you ain't first, you're last. And he's like, Ricky, that don't make no <laughs> sense. You could be second, third, fourth. Hell, you can even be fifth. He said, I was high when I said that. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. this whole life by that saying. The best part about the restaurant scene, though, is the little orange-headed kid, though. Grandfather, can we not resolve with this without violence? <laughs> that motherfucker's reformed, dude. That son bitch is reformed. But this this makes sense now why he wouldn't never let Cal win. You know, he yeah, it establishes that he wanted to, you know, live up to his dad's saying. Yep. And maybe if his dad didn't say this bullshit that He could have been second, third. Yeah. He would have been a, one of the greatest NASCAR drivers of all time. He may not have the most wins, but team wise, his team would have been fucking super successful. Mm-hmm. Him and Cal Naughton could have fucking ran that shit. They would have mm-hmm. never brought Jean Girard in. But nope. He nope. fucked up. And that's true. And uh, so uh, his dad decides to just leave and start hitchhiking on like a regular main road, not a highway or an interstate, just a regular ass road yep. in the city. <laughs> He's like Billy Bob Thornton. Somebody's going to give him a ride for some <laughs> random reason, but they yes. shouldn't. They shouldn't, but somebody's going to. Oh, How the hell did he get his car back? We don't know. He'll get it back. That dude's fucking definitely getting that car back. Well, He's it never a shady got, fuck. It never got taken away. The car well, no. never found him. Yeah, but where is it? They drive it there and he's just walking away or is it still at the parents' house? Uh, I think he drove with the family. Oh, to, so it's the mom's house. So he's, yeah, going, he's he drove, getting a hitchhiking ride back to the house yeah, to get his car. With them there. That makes sense. Okay. Fair game. Mm-hmm. Fair game. I'll take it back. Well, Ricky gets uh, discouraged after this and uh, he's at a bar playing an arcade racing game. Where Jean Gerard is is on the game, and uh, he ends up wrecking. Uh, he ends up getting defeated in the race, and Jean Gerard's like, "Yeah, yeah, suck. You're not no good. You're not number one." He says some weird shit. Are you about the name of Ricky Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he starts making fun of him, and then Ricky Bobby's like, "What? How? How'd you get on video games so fast?" Yeah. <laughs> Is your name uh, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> well, mad shit, bro. Ricky ends up meeting Susan at that bar, and they start talking again. And Rick, and Susan was his uh, old assistant. And she is not hot in any scene until right. this happens. Yeah. I mean, she was uh, Lois Lane, and uh... yeah, but she doesn't yeah, in this Adams. in this movie. They did a very good job of making her look not hot. Mm, she can get it. Uh, Amy Adams is Susan in this one, and she does end up meeting Ricky and talk to him again about what's going on, how things are happening. She ends up boosting his ego, man. Bro, she gave a good ass speech, bro. 
Yeah, she was hot. She was, going at she it, was hot as fuck. Yeah, because he seemed like discouraged about what he was doing. Could you imagine she, being at a bar and a girl does this to you? Yeah, she thought so highly of him. Yeah, she thought super highly of him, and she he was with the wrong woman, obviously, because yeah, know. she was a gold digger. Well, she mm-hmm. she says that he's with people that wants to leave him, like his wife. Like his dad. Like his best friend. Like his best friend. Yeah, she ends up uh, boosting his ego, and I guess they have a spark, man. They end up, you know, getting into it, and he's like, hey, you're like one of them hot chicks from that White Snake video. You're whipping your hair everywhere. Still on the table, yeah. Yeah, and start making out and shit, and he's like, hey, y'all look away. We're about to march to start making animal sounds. <laughs> and let me tell you, big dog, I would pay a lot of money to make some animal sounds with Amy Adams. How much money? Probably about a thousand. A thousand. I'm just saying what I could afford, okay? I'm, yeah. I'm just saying what I could afford, okay? I feel like it would be boring fuck, so I'm going to go with a thousand. Like, if you don't know if she's, like, good at it, like, what if she's terrible? What if she's just a shithead? If I'm a billionaire... And, You're giving her more than a thousand, then. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But I'm just saying with my income... Yeah. Yeah, that for works. your thousand, she's probably just laying there. So You're giving her the best that you got. That's fine with me. She's going to feel the best acting. Do you want this Amy Adams or do you want the Amy Adams from Superman? I'm going to take this one. You like that one? Yeah, do you want her to yeah. say the same thing to you? Yes. Yeah, if she mm-hmm. says the same same thing to me that she says to Ricky Bobby, I'm boost, fucking in, bro. Just hey, wow. What he During. What do you say? I'll be harder than a diamond in a... Uh, diamond in a what? Storm. <laughs> what? How do you say? Ice storm. I think it is something like that. I think it is something like that. Yeah, I think it is something similar to that. It's something stupid. It doesn't. I think it is a diamond and ice storm. I think you might be right, Zay. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a weird scene. It's very strange. But all of Ricky Bobby's interactions have been strange. He's an awkward individual. Y'all never had like a bar bar hookup? No, not where they're crawling on the table and doing white snake shit. You haven't either. I had some crazy bar. You ain't had nothing mm. like that. I, I pretty much, yeah, I'm not going to say the rest of this. <laughs> Keep your bear shit on the side. Well, listen, the next day, Ricky calls Lucius and the crew, apparently, who are out working at a car wash. They started their own car wash. Yeah, Lucius's Victory Lane. Fuck yeah, good for him. Which is a car wash, and they end up taking the cars off, the tires off this lady's car. They're doing pit stops <laughs> after the car wash. Yes. Bro, it's crazy how ready they are to get back to Talladega. They're a pit crew, bro. Yes. Okay. Talladega? Right. Okay. Fine. We'll be there. Bye. I don't think you understand how pit crews ain't that easy to fucking find. When you have a good one, you have a good one. Pit crews are fucking, that's that's an elite fucking thing right there. Trying to change out fucking tires and fucking, what do they change them out in like 12 seconds or some oh, shit man. like that? It's you fucking insane, bro. I know in F1 somebody, they won the uh, world record in like three seconds. Yeah, see, you, you're elite. If you don't have that job, you're waiting for somebody to call you to go back and do that job. That mm-hmm. that's your talent. But I know this next scene though. I didn't even expect most death to be. A- yeah, Ricky ends up uh, visiting John Gerard at his house, and he's having lunch with uh, most death and who else? Who else? Is there? It was somebody else. It's like a bunch table. of creative people. It seems like they're trying. It's, it's creative people. They're trying to seem like that. Hey, John Gerard's like a a gay Italian guy. He's he's got culture to him. It's a bunch of, most Def has, like, his raps are different. They're more cultural. Those other people seem like artists or some kind of, like, they're trying to push him as more of, like, a, a cultural person. Those women are hot. I know that. Yeah, they were. They were Ricky, lesbians. Ricky tells him. 
I didn't. <laughs> Ricky ends up telling John Gerard that he is he's coming for him. You know, at the race tomorrow, I'm I'm going to be coming for you. I'm going to be taking that title. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Before that, he was like, "I know it's crazy for American hold hands." As you, like, <laughs> don't worry about this. Just because I have a boner as we're walking. What? He does. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 <laughs> he makes it awkward. But yeah, he's a he's he's good at that. Yeah, and Gerard Gerard tells him that he came to America for Ricky to beat him so he can retire. Yep. Highlander. Uh, and Ricky's like, Oh, you just gonna let me win? But he says, No, no, no. No, he got angry about that. Yeah, no, you I'm not gonna on purpose? No. No, you need to you beat me, I'm Katie Cook. I'm gonna come at you with every fiber of my being. Yep. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Katie Cook. And that reminds me of the uh, the Spider-Man 2 game that just came out, uh, Craven the Hunter. Spoilers alert, spoilers, anybody yeah, got Spider-Man 2? That's a 2? good game. Uh, Craven the Hunter, he's looking for somebody to defeat him. He wants to go out as a warrior's death. Yeah, but he's not going to let nobody kill him. He's going to fight yep. for everything he's in. That's a fucking stupid good game. Oh my God, I need. I want to go home and play it now. Dude, reviews mm. are saying this. I don't want to say perfect because I don't want to. If that's what your grading is perfect, that's the best we get from here on out. No, that's the best. Like that's what everybody's shooting for. I don't know. Like like, compared to this year, that's the best game. Probably, but this year has been a weird one, so I don't want to. You know, (laughs) there could have been other games with the writing strike and all that shit and weird. Just kind of, I don't know, but it probably is. Yeah, we can talk about games a little later. Yeah, yeah, let's go. uh, The next day uh, is the the big race. And Lucius and the team tell Ricky that uh, Glenn died trying to repair the car, you know, fix the car up for him to race. Does anybody question the the pit crew and the entire race team? Like, did, did something happen to where Old Spice was maybe planned to be the sponsor and something fell through? Look at their gear. It all looks like it needs an Old Spice logo yeah, on it. It's like Wonder, Wonder Bread. Wonder Bread uh, yeah, Wonder Bread. But it also looks like Old Spice. You saw an Old Spice one earlier. I seen the old spice I wonder if there was something that fell through. Like, what if they were like, "Hey, do you guys want this?" And they were like, "Nah, we're good. Old this spice. movie's gonna fucking fail." Old Spice was uh, Cal Dalton Juniors. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Is that what I'm thinking of that? Yeah. Because the red, white, and blue seems like Old Spice, no, though, doesn't it? Bread is one, red, white, and blue too. Man, so. fuck yeah, bread. Yeah, it's more white than anything else. Yeah, it's more white. They. But, but everybody had the same ones, right? Well, well, the the team ended up telling him, telling Ricky that. Uh, <laughs> Glenn died. <laughs> Some most fucked up shit. Yeah, they they're just trying to motivate him into winning the race a little more. Uh, but Ricky ends up seeing Glenn. Glenn couldn't stay away for twenty fucking minutes, bro. They yell at him. <laughs> twenty minutes. Yeah, I don't understand. They're he yelling at him. They're like, "Yeah, he died in a fire." Yeah. They, well, hey, Glenn, I see you. Yeah. Recently. Was he? Did he cry? <laughs> 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 yeah, Lucius makes his. He has his huge ass speech about Glenn in his arms, holding him in his arms. And he he's died like, in my arms. The last thing he said, he said, "I want Ricky to win." <laughs> that was awesome. But yeah, Ricky ends up seeing him, and he's like, "What the hell?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, we saw. We thought it, it might mean more." <laughs> so what, what's the girl name? Because she ends up making the speech, and then Glenn. I don't know. She's like, hot. <laughs> Glenn is like. Ricky, you're like the sword of this guy. He ruined the whole fucking thing. He should have stayed Until fake Ashlet dead. Portrayed him by laying with his woman, like the Bible says. <laughs> you fucking mixed in the Bible with Lancelot yes. and portrayed and not buttrayed and yes, you threw in all kinds of shit. Say, I like it, bro. Let's go. Yeah, he did. He did. He did ruin that the whole speech that that she had made. Uh, but they, the team, had ended up 
painting the car for Rick. You know, it wasn't for a certain sponsor or anything. It, it had Karen the Cougar on the hood, and it said me. And it's because it's, it's for Ricky. Yep. You know, it's for him. It did have about 37 fucking sponsorships on the side of the bitch. Yeah, though. on the side. Though, on the side. That was a shit ton. No main them, sponsor. I think all of them have to have that, though. But before Maybe. before the race, Ricky ends up running into Carly and Cal. And uh, he tells Cal that uh, he's sorry for being such a bad friend. And it confuses Cal. But it, it's a sincere apology. You know, he he's really sorry. We missed sorry. you at the wedding. Now, he's like, what the it? fuck? Bro, of Jesus. if I could go back, I would take all the money for me and Mandy's wedding, and I would just have y'all come over, and we would do a fucking six cheese fountain. Yeah. That'd be dope. Good cheddar. Yeah, that'd be fucking that's insane. She'd be man. like, yep, we're fucking down. Everybody's plugged tomorrow, but we're fucking cheesing it up. Yeah. yeah. Straight chips all day. all those damn uh, those jackets. Pretzels and fucking I chips. Those, I just want those jackets, bro. Just buy those jackets. What jacket? Those suits he got. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Old Spice. And so Ricky's ex-wife is trying to tell Cal that, you know, he's he's the enemy. You need to be ready for him. While Ricky's trying to apologize to Cal for being such a bad friend, but you know, Ricky's like, "Hey, I don't know what's going on here, man." But you know, he's I'm, confused. I, I'm, I'm, I'm be a little confused right now, but I'm gonna keep acting tough like I know what's going on. Chest bumps him. <laughs> he does chest Magic man now. Mm-hmm. He's the magic man. I'm the magic man. Now you see me. Now you don't. Will Ferrell's still just keeping it cool. He knows he fucked up. He knows mm-hmm. he was a bad friend. He's Fight accepting it. He knows he deserves it. That's a good. That's a good friend. He knows that's he did true. bad. That's true. And the race begins. And oh, we uh, go these. Larry, who is the owner's uh, son, and his wife are in the skybox, and uh, she is already drunk and as fuck. Yeah, and she's. In, I'm an alcoholic. She's beyond me. She is embarrassing him, bro. Like, she is beyond me. Bro, she's kissing sponsors, bro. She is ready to get dicked down yeah. by all of them, shaking everybody's hand, and she even kisses one of them right in the lips. Oh, dude, yeah. And she's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you smell good. Yeah, like, she what? is. That dude is not doing his job, what is and she is on? a fucking pure alcoholic. You have amazing teeth. Pure. I don't understand, bro. I don't understand. She's so, hot, though. If we what is her this, name? Isn't she from SNL? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If we go to this, we have to do RV in the middle. What? Do you have a fucking RV? <laughs> like, we can't just get one. Who? This motherfucker ain't got no names. You driving it? Because I ain't driving that shit. Oh my god. Brandon, you down with that? I used to have an F endorsement and I used to move furniture. I still have my F endorsement. You do? Yeah. I trust Yeah. I can drive it. An RV? Yeah. Okay. I can drive a 26. I can't drive that shit. I can't drive it. So y'all gonna have to drive, but I'll I'll provide entertainment. Bro, let's go to Alabama or Georgia. No, no, you go to fucking Bristol. <laughs> Bristol is like the closest one to Tennessee. Nope. Where we we're go at? Talladega, or we gotta go to uh, what's the other one? We we'll go to Bristol. It's close. It's fine. a big one. Bristol's a fucking big one. A night race? That'd be dope. The night race. Yeah, Bristol's a night race. Oh wow. Well, Rickly, Ricky quickly makes his way to the front of the pack. And he gets uh, three car lengths behind the leader. And while Kyle is confused about the Ricky situation, uh, Ricky ends up passing him. You know, Ricky, uh, Kyle is still, you know, he's he's talking to his race coach and he's like, hey, if you slept with your best friend's wife. You're the voice. If you slept with your best friend's wife, hey. why would he apologize to you? Well, I don't, I don't know, Kyle. I don't, I don't, yeah, man, it's getting all in my head. 
That's good. I like that. I mean, That's a good one. I mean, uh, whatever you're doing, you got to snap out of it because Ricky is, is passing you right now. Uh, right? Uh, what? what? He's, he's <laughs> passing you. Yeah. And he ends up passing Cal Mountain Jr. to go for a John Gerard. John Gerard. Uh, Reese actually ends up showing up to the race. You know, Reese uh, Bobby, who is Ricky Bobby's dad, Bye. he ends up showing up to the race and finally claiming those tickets uh-huh. that he's been trying those tickets to give to his father yes and he does exactly what my dad would do he tickets I got tickets for sale he'd sell them bitches immediately sells them he tries to scalp the tickets for <laughs> I give you these two tickets for two steel cobras whoever's gonna buy them he will scalp the tickets boys <laughs> Reese Bobby is a bullshit dad yeah he's a terrible father but he's doing his thing he's trying I mean, not really, but... Is he trying? No, he's not. <laughs> I'm just... Not? I, I don't know. I was trying to defend him, but I can't. He's a shit dad. God dang, I couldn't just... Only one of us here at this table <laughs> knows what how, what it's like to have a shit dad. And Reese Bobby's better than mine. At least he showed up at all. Which is kind of weird racially because... <laughs> because of the, You're the only polar at this moment. Yeah. Bang, bro. For sure. Because mostly it's the black dads that be leaving, but they got that, man. <laughs> I don't think he ever left. I just think he wasn't there, you know? He drank too much to figure out how to come home. <laughs> that motherfucker. He was next door. <laughs> I'm trying to get, no, fuck him. I'm trying to get them five, day, them five days of PTO. Fucking bereavement, bro. Yeah, you know, bereavement. I'll Croak that, that shit, bro. Let's go. He's going to live to leave 90, man. He's, He's going to live longer than me, bro. He's a cure for COVID. Oh, shit. That motherfucker's <laughs> patient zero. Ricky ends up getting second place, and Larry calls Cal's team and tells him uh, to wreck Ricky. You know, Larry is the son of the owner's team, and he tells Ricky, I mean, he tells Cal to wreck Ricky and get him out of the race. Or he's, he's fired. 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 Yep. Fired. But uh, Cal's like, fuck that. Instead, he gets in front of Ricky to give him the slingshot maneuver. Now, he can't communicate with Ricky, but he's hoping that Ricky gets the clue, and he does. So, uh, Ricky ends up uh, doing the slingshot maneuver, and he ends up getting neck and neck with uh, Jean Gerard, the leader of the race. And Larry tells another driver to take out Cal Naughton, and that driver does. So, Cal ends up getting taken out, and when he does that, he takes out the whole race besides... Ricky and John Gerard. He did. He fucking cleared the house. And Ricky and John Gerard are head to head. And while they're racing to the finish line, they end up getting into an accident. They collide together, damaging both vehicles beyond repair. So neither one of them can continue the race. Uh, I'm talking about like devastating, like almost lethal crash here. This is the one I think you were talking about. There was like this... Wreck is extremely long. Let's take a commercial break. And they did the uh, Applebee's. <laughs> yeah, they did the Applebee's thing. And they came back up. It's still going. <laughs> What's going on? It's still going. This is when he told him that he watched the Highlander and it was shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I watched the Highlander. It is shit. <laughs> but after the wreck... Uh, both Jean Gerard and Ricky Bobby end up being unscathed from the wreck. No injuries whatsoever. Yeah, and they end up looking at each other and decide that they need to finish the race past the finish line no matter what. So at this point... By foot. It's, it, it is illegal for people to get out the car. I don't know why. Because you want to 
What, you don't want a bunch of fucking people running around on the track with race cars. You want to self-preserve, and you want to get out of the car as soon as possible. But if you do get out of the car, you are dis... You can't get out on the track and run. No, you can't get out of the car, period, until... <laughs> yeah, until someone comes to save you. It's yes. got to be declared a uh, caution. Yes. Well, Ricky and Gerard end up uh, running uh, to the finish line, head-to-head... And they end up diving for the finish line. Even the guy with the flag is waving the checkered flag. like He's hype, bro. He's hype. This is it. And so they end up diving. And the winner is... America. Ricky Bobby gets his Ricky Bobby. over the finish line. A little bit a little bit more than uh, old John Gerard. He come up short. And it didn't count. Yeah, everybody's cheering. Everybody's super excited about the race. Even the fans, the announcers, everybody's super excited about it. Ricky stands up. He's cheering. He's celebrating. Even Ricky's dad's like, you know, good job, Ricky Bobby. And he did it. You know, he feels like he did it. The fans feel like he did it. The announcers feel like yep. he did it. American flags in the background flying. Yeah. Freedom. And they, the announcers do mention that it is completely illegal, but <laughs> he did win this race. And to seal, you know, the, the this rivalry that it's over with, uh, Ricky Bobby, I mean, uh, Jean Gerard, reached out his hand to shake his hand. You know, you did beat me. You did you are the better racer. You got there before I did. Uh, Ricky says that I'll never shake your hand, but I will give you this. And he ends up kissing Jean Girard right on the lips in front of everybody. Do you think he can do this? Your, your rival that, that'll say, hey, I'll leave if you kiss me on the mouth. How much money is in it? Nothing. Just oh, you don't fuck have to no. worry about What rival do I have? I you, work for a living. You don't have to worry about competition again. I don't have to worry about competition yeah, now. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. If somebody's like, hey, I'm going to put up a comic book shop in this town, but if you kiss me, a little bit better than yours. I won't do it. I'm like, yeah, I'll kiss you. Yeah, yours is worth it. Like, that's a good, (laughs) but like me? What do I have to do? Like, oh, I'm going to be a quality check here. No, you got to bid for that job, bro. Like, that's not the way it works. If you kiss me now, I won't bid for it. There's no jobs available. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't, that one doesn't work for me. But because both the drivers got out of their vehicle, they were disqualified. And the winner of the race is Cal Naughton Jr. What a great ending to the race. Like, right? Yes, Cal I mean, won first place for the first time, and he celebrates with his best friend, Ricky Bobby. And he tells uh, he tells Ricky, you know, shake and bake. And Ricky tells him, no, no, shake and bake is over. And it's never again. He says, you're the magic man, and I'm El Diablo. Yeah. Yeah, he says, what's that? And he says it's like Spanish for fighting chicken. Yeah. Which is completely wrong. Yep, 100%. Yes. El Diablo is, is the, the devil. devil. But if you try mm-hmm. to take this away from me, I think I'll sock you in the face. That's what uh, John C. Riley says. That's what Cal on his trophy. says. Yep. It's a technicality. Uh, but after the race... Ricky's you know, proud of him. Yeah, Ricky's proud of him, man. He said you Good deserve friend. that win. He, he realized that he, he's he been a jerk this whole time, and he says, hey, you deserve that win. But later on, after the race, Ricky ends up uh, running into old Reese. Reese asks Ricky, uh, who'd you win that race for? And Ricky says, uh, I just went out there and drove, knowing that my, my family and the people I care about, you know, is always going to root for me. He said, I sure as hell didn't win it for you. I guess that, gets, that makes Reese proud. Yeah. Reese says he's proud of him. Yep. And they invite Reese to uh, get thrown out of an Applebee's. Hey. An- another time. 
I know one more time. And they all hop into Reese's uh, 1969 Chevrolet. Chevelle. There ain't no way all them people are fitting that, bitch. Legally. Let me say this. Without any, any blemishes, no dents, no nothing. Well, you got it fixed. It's perfect. He got it fixed. That's crazy. He got it fixed. He ain't got no money to get that shit fixed. How do you know? He sells weed in a fucking hotel room. He's got plenty of money. At the end, what's what's UAW? Is that the union? UAW? Yeah. It's the union? Yeah. Why is it sponsoring... Well, because NASCAR's a lot of blue-collar workers in the auto industry, which is union. Ford, Dodge, Chevy. It's all union. Those are. Yeah. And they're not Nissan. No. No. That's why there's no (laughs) Nissans in NASCAR. (laughs) Ain't a one. But uh, after they all roll off into the uh, sunset, let me mention a little note here. Whenever uh, Lucy ends up meeting Reese Bobby, she does say that, uh, you know, yeah, we had sex. (laughs) <laughs> like why? Yeah, that's weird. And he was that's like, a weird one. I wish I could have been there for that. <laughs> yeah, Ricky Bobby and the family end up driving off in that 1969 Chevelle. bad, bro. Into the sunset. Would you would you take that to like car shows if you had the same fucking car, same color, everything? Oh, for sure. Oh, fuck yeah. I'd be I'll be all in that bitch. Showing it and then people who know, know. And you're like, oh man, mm-hmm. these could be potential friends. And they if you know. Off, they all drive off into the sunset. As the words go up on Talladega Nights. Yeah. I know, uh, Panda, you can go to Murfreesboro or Shelbyville car show and show off your car and win the prize that they have there. What's the prize? How do you know that? Because the the stuff that's there. That's your opinion, though. <laughs> no, it's all voting, it's, right? It's it's not. So he has. That's a long drive to lose. He has. <laughs> so just based on somebody's opinion. Like, he what if somebody's like, Iron oh, Man, like right? old hot rods? He has an Iron Man, right? Yeah, so he has an Iron Man car. Okay, so the ones that are there are like all white Impala or uh, all black Mustang or okay. the Mystery Machine. They ain't got so no character to them. No character. Yeah, but what if all those people are like, hey, we don't like fucking characters. We like fucking T-Model Fords, goddammit. The last one that I seen was a regular, a regular Camaro. Orange. What's regular mean? sitting there, just a regular Camaro. Like SS2? The first one that came out. SS2? The first one that came out a long time ago. It's not a ZL1. I did go to a car show, but it was for like a charity event. And I didn't actually enter the car show, but I entered the charity part of it. And it was for muscular dystrophy, and I could have won. I could have won. There yeah, was you, a, yeah, you. A bunch your of car probably could. Cars out there, but uh, I, I just. Won. Yeah, this place was a bunch of regular cars. I just question like who's the judges. That's what bothers me because it's, it's like, what are they looking for? The people who were actually like visiting there, they could vote. See, that's cool. On which car? But if you're like, if you're going yeah, to like cars won. and coffee, and there's a bunch of old fucking. 70 year old men who are like we don't fucking like modern cars and wraps and shit and strobe lights we like old fucking 76 Camaros they vote on all those you're fucked right maybe but after the movie let's get into our facts segment so we can tell you guys some facts that maybe you didn't know about this movie let's go first extra extra hear all about it Alright guys, so I only have one. 
I'm sorry that I only have one. I you not, suck. I was not <laughs> able to do it because my mom was in. In Formula One in 2000. Formula Uh. Formula Uh. It was not Jean Giraud that was number one, okay? It was a guy named Fernando Alonso, um, who was the Formula One world champion. Formula Uh. When this movie came out. And this guy was the most prolific driver for Ferrari. You make it shit up. What about Andre mm-hmm. Andretti? It was good. Nice, nice, nice. That was a long time ago. But like right now, like, like a couple of years ago, it used to be Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton won the most consecutive world championships in recent history. Listen, do you want and my fucking segment? Was do you a, want my segment? He was a black guy. You want my? Yeah, okay. I'm going mine. Okay, uh, I'll give it uh, Molly Shannon, who is a superstar lady from Saturday Night Live, who also superstar. played, uh, yeah, the wife of uh, Cal Naughton. Or no, what was his name? Dennett Jr. The 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 NASA yeah Larry, uh, Larry Dennett, Dennett yeah, yeah Jr. the uh, the the owner of the company mm-hmm. that was his wife. Same. She's the one who actually introduced Will Ferrell to John C. Riley, mm. and they actually wanted to work together on Anchorman originally. Oh man, that, that would have been, been great. That would have been amazing. Yep, go ahead, go ahead, Panda Bear. What's your fact? Thank you, Paula. Uh, the film's title. Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby is a play on the classic song American Pie by Don McLean, which features the line, drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. In the film, Ricky Bobby drives a Chevrolet sponsored race car. That's a good one. I like that. I'm going to pass it to uh, you, Polar. What you got? I got uh, Will Ferrell and Adam McKee. Wanted to make a NASCAR movie for years. The conversation began during the filming of Elf. Okay. I didn't know that. You go ahead, uh, uh, Mr. Panda. Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Panda. Uh, many real-life NASCAR drivers make cameo appearances in the film, including Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jamie McCurry, Tony Stewart, and Daryl Waltrip. They appear as themselves, adding an authentic touch to the racing scenes. I'm going to pass it off to you, Grizzly. I think you gotta surpass me up. Uh, like you said you only had one. <laughs> you said you only had one. I was trying to explain the situation. Now. You were explaining you know, some shit. You, you only had one. <laughs> what you got? So, Lewis Hamilton is the most prolific F1 driver. He won at least 10 world championships in a row. I'm gonna say, I think I should do what we're doing. That's not NASCAR. Panda Devin. Yeah. What you got? Pass it. I'm not a panda, but I'm a polar. But pass it to someone with a real fact about NASCAR. Okay, uh, I'm going to pass it to Polar Devin. Let's go. What you got? Six words were used to pitch the movie to Sony. Will Ferrell as a NASCAR driver. And Sony said, yes. Mm, thank you, Sony. I'm going to pass it to uh, Panda Brandon. All right. Sasha Baron Cohen's character, Jean Giraud, was largely inspired by a real-life Formula One driver, Jacques Villeneuve. Villeneuve, a former F1 world champion, also made a cameo appearance as a commentator in the film. I'm going to pass this off to you, Polar. I'm going to go with, uh, uh, let's go with NASCAR actually helped with the accuracy of the races, the cars, and gave them access to real racing events for filming. I'm going to pass it to you, Panda Brandon. No, thank you, thank you, thank you. Initially, the film was titled High Wide 
and handsome. But it was changed to Talladega Nights, the Battle of Rick and Bobby, to better reflect the racing theme and the main character's name. All right, Polar, what you got? I feel like that fact is you just, it, it would have been a terrible movie. Like, that name sucks compared to what it is. But uh, John C. Riley, the magic man, based his look on 1960s and 1970s drivers, similar to Richard Petty, who we talked about earlier. I'm going to pass it to you, Panda. All right, thank you. Thank you you so much. Uh, The actor who plays Ricky Bobby's best friend, uh, John C. Riley, in real life, uh, is his comedy partner. Uh, John C. Riley, their chemistry and on-screen banter make their father's, I mean, um, their best friend relationship even funnier. I'm a pass it to you, Grizzly. What you got? All right. The song in the film named Goodbye Cowboy was written and performed by Will Ferrell's father, Lee Ferrell. To you, Polar. Uh, I'm going to go with John C. Riley actually wanted to recreate a scene from the movie Days of Thunder, which was actually deemed inappropriate because it is a uh, a intimate moment between a, a person and a car. <laughs> yeah, no joke. I'm going to pass it to you, Panda. Hey, thank you. Uh, the film directors Adam McKay and actor Will Ferrell co-wrote the script together. They previously collaborated on other f- comedy hits like Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and Step Brothers. I'm going to go ahead and give this to old Grizzly. All right. So this is not the first movie John C. Riley was in because of racing. It was uh, a movie called Days of Thunder. Mm-hmm. It was in the pit crew. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to pass to you, Fuller. Uh, 200,000 racing fans instinctively booed Sasha Baron Cohen's character, Jean Girard. They were introduced at the 2005 UAW GM Quality 500 at Lowe's Motor Speedway in Concord, North Carolina. I'll pass it to you, motherfucking panda. Okay, uh, the car racing legend Richard Petty, the winningest driver in NASCAR history, makes a cameo appearance as the owner of the barbecue restaurant Ricky Bobby helps run after losing his racing career. I didn't even know that. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I'm going to pass that off to you, Grizz. What you got? All right. The pace car used in the final race... After the crash is a blue Mustang GT. No, I'm going to you, Polar. All right. Uh, Will Ferrell's dad actually wrote and performed a song for the film, Goodbye Cowboy. It was produced, uh, or it was the choice of the crew to include the song, not Will Ferrell's. I'll pass it to you, Panda. Uh, the movie's fictional racing team, Wonder Bread, is, is a brand known for its sliced bread. The partnership with Ricky Bobby's racing team was a humorous way to feature a well-known brand in the film. Go ahead, Polar. What you got? I'm going to go with uh, NASCAR officials objected to the name of Talladega Nights and requested that the producers change the name to their production company, High, Wide, and Handsome, which you talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. That was a NASCAR request. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pass it to you, Panda. All right. Well, many of the racing scenes were shot at actual NASCAR tracks, including Talladega Super Speedway in Alabama. This allowed for more realistic and exciting racing sequences. Go ahead, Polar. I'm going to go with uh, some of the actual biggest crashes in the uh, movie were for real. and They were used with jacks to flip the cars and then later removed with CGI. I'm going to go with you, Panda. What do you got? All right. The film parodies the world of NASCAR 
and the larger, larger than life personalities within it, including the exaggerated portrayals of rivalries, sponsorship deals, and the intense competition that exists in the sport. Go ahead. That's my last one. That's all I got. Uh, the studio didn't make any money from Will Ferrell's satirical, blatant product placement. So the big red, all those things, they didn't make any money off of that shit. Dang. Yep. All right. Well, I guess I'll finish you know, it up. Chew Big Red. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, Cal, uh, I've got a couple more facts here. The Cal, uh, Cal, Ricky, and Gerard were all introduced during a driver introduction at the 2005 UAW Ford 500 at Talladega. And Ricky and Cal were cheered. But when Gerard was introduced mm-hmm. as a driver from France, driving Ooh. the Pierre car, the entire yeah. crowd started booing without prompting. Fuck you, Franchi! Uh, shake and bake, the catchphrase, shake and bake, used in the film, became a popular cultural reference after the movie's release. Uh, we already got the new improvisation. Many of the film's comedic scenes were improvised, and the actors often ad-libbed their lines, contributing to the humor of the movie. Also, product placement. The movie contains several instances of product placement with various sponsors prominently featured reflecting the real world of NASCAR racing. Uh, Ricky Bobby's house. The exterior of Ricky Bobby's house in the film was a real home located in North Carolina. It became a tourist attraction after the movie's release. French Connection. The Sasha Baron Cohen's character, Jean Gerard, was originally written as a Frenchman. But Cohen decided to portray him as a Frenchman who thought he was English for comedic effect. Number seven, Michael Clark Duncan. This was one of the last films made by actor Michael Clark Duncan before his ultimately uh, untimely, sorry, untimely death in 2012. Number eight, NASCAR support. NASCAR officially supported the production of the film, allowing the filmmakers to use real NASCAR tracks and cars for certain scenes. The director cameo. Director Adam McKay makes a cameo appearance in the film as Terry Cheveux, director of Gerard's racing team. And my last fact here is uh, the winning the Epsi. The film won an Epsi award for best sports movie in 2007, recognizing its impact on the sports world. Because I don't know what else movie came out, like sports movie came out around that time. I don't know why I feel like Remember the Titans might have been Let's move on to our final thoughts. Uh, I felt like uh, Teledega Nights was a hilarious ride into the race world. The improvisation made the movie all the better. Uh, When you get Adam McKay, Will Ferrell, and John C. Riley together, you get something good every time. I mean, something gold every time. Uh, Everyone did a great job. Even the, the kids, which are normally ruin a movie. You know, kid actors ruin a movie just so much. I don't know. I could just, I don't know. I just feel something really wrong with kid actors in movies. But this one, they didn't do it. They didn't ruin the movie. I mean, just look at Black Adam, for example. That kid was terrible. But moving past that, uh, <laughs> I I think uh, Sasha Baron Coben was a great villain in this movie. Uh, he was a great motive for Ricky Bobby to get past uh, his his downfalls. Uh, some of the nonsense that Ricky Bobby w- would uh, do in the movie could be overlooked uh, due to the uh, due to the hilarity in it. I would say that Talladega Nights is good. 
Grizzly, if you were a top NASCAR racer and had been on a roll, winning five races straight, and you were on the top of the world, and a Frenchman came to to you and put his fingers in your mouth, would you say that Talladega Nights was a good one? Bro, I ain't gonna let him put that shit in my mouth. <laughs> He's already done it. You can't take it back. He's already yeah, done it. Already He's already got fingers in your mouth. He walked up to you and he was like, oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> What if they had, like, ketchup on them or something? Hey, no reason this motherfucker need to put his fingers in my fucking mouth. Fuck y'all. Say that in front of us. <laughs> I don't know how to answer this bullshit, man. I would say that this was a great one. Mm. Um, I, other than Anchorman, I don't see an even funnier movie back in the day before we graduated high school. I feel like you set that up on purpose. better than this, man. I feel like you set and that up on purpose. This was so funny step back in the day with, with everything that they had to do with Sasha Baron Cohen, with Will Ferrell, with John C. Riley, with everybody, dude. You just didn't expect something to be so funny back in the day. So I say this was a great one. I love wow. this movie. Okay. This was my childhood. I love it. Well, thank you for that, Grizz. Uh, Polar, if your wife was only a- <laughs> was only after success, and when you lost and fell to the bottom of the racing world and woke up in your mom's house with a cougar in your bedroom, would you scream that Talladega Nights was a good one? I'm going. Uh, I'm going best. <laughs> Whoa. This is one of my favorite comedies Whoa. of all fucking time. I'm going best one. We have never had a best one. Listen, go fuck yourselves. On this listen, <laughs> This is in my, like, if this is on TV, I'm not changing the channel. If this is on a streaming service, I'm picking it. If this is anywhere available, I'm picking it. it, it this is an option. I, I, this wow. is up there in the same category with me for Step Brothers, Role Models, Pineapple Express, this is one of those elite comedies for me where I'm not changing the goddamn channel. I don't give a shit. I'm watching it. Okay. This movie was fucking hilarious. It was the epitome of what, in my opinion, NASCAR is. I've never been to a NASCAR race. I don't like NASCAR. I think it's silly. This movie proved exactly what I thought. That sport is ridiculous. They're driving in a fucking circle, and they made a joke out of it, and I am with that joke. I watch this shit every fucking day for the rest of my life. I'm good. It's a fucking, it's it's the best one. Wow. Well, that is, that is incredible, man. This is our first great one, I think. I believe that's our yep. first great one. I'm taking it. I don't well, give a fuck. the best one. Best one. You yeah. Say, yeah, you say the best I'm one. I'm taking it. I don't give a shit. That's, that's I'm, I'm, again. I appreciate it. I'm not, I respect I'm it. not changing this fucking channel if this movie's on. <laughs> I respect it. It's fucking great. But as I said, we want to make this uh, podcast better. We want to make, uh, you know, more uh, interactive, I guess, you know, so that the the listeners can kind of participate as well. I decided that we should do like a 21 question game of uh, movies. You know what I'm saying? And I got this idea from IGN's uh, 21 questions for games. Well, how about we do a 21 questions for movies? So I have a movie in mind. And your options are everything. Every movie ever made is an option. But you guys have to guess. You have 20 questions to ask and one guess about what what movie I have been suggested from a fan. So we we actually got a suggestion from a fan about what to do for the 20 20 questions. So you guys go ahead and uh, 
We'll start it off. You can ask any yes or no questions to guess the movie that we have selected. So you guys go, go ahead and start. Was this made past the year 2000? No. I see. Told you. Was this movie made past the year 1990? Past the year 1990. Yes. Is this movie a comedy? Yes. Okay, hold on. Did this movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jim Carrey, or Michael J. Fox? It's a lot of fucking people. No. Oh, fuck. Um, what do you want to ask next? We gotta be careful. It's comedy. Yeah. The only comedy's in the 90s. Uh, we might even ask the animated question. No, because, uh, I mean, we needed to, we, you, you left out, you should have left out uh, Marty McFly. Didn't you add him in there? You should have added in uh, Robin Williams. 90s? Two more. Two more. Uh, Robin Williams? That's all uh, I got. Does this movie have... Well, Eddie Murphy. Robin Williams. Robin Williams, Eddie Murphy, or... It's 90s. Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor in it. No. Oh, that's five. Jesus fucking Christ. What the fuck? It doesn't have any of those bitches in it? You gotta be fucking kidding me, dude. How? It's a comedy? It's gotta be animated then. Right? We don't know. No, we, oh, of course we don't fucking know. That's what I'm asking you. <laughs> It doesn't have any of those fucking people and it's animated. Does this movie have Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell, or Chevy Chase in it? No. What about Home Alone? That's in the 1990s. It's a comedy. None of those bitches are in there. There's House Party. Um, I'm trying to think of movies that he would he wouldn't know. We have a white male actor. Wayne's World? Yes. Oh, it's fucking Home Alone. It's either that or it's Grumpy Old Man. Or Wayne's World, or Clerks, or Dumb and Dumber. Billy, no, no, he, no, 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 uh, no. Oh, what about Billy Madison? I said Adam was, Sandler. Oh, you did do Adam Sandler? Yeah, I said Adam Sandler, and I said uh, um, Jim Carrey. So Tommy Boy. Um, uh, name the guy that's in that. Chris Farley. Uh, that Chris Farley's uh, the only white person that's in any movies in '90s. I get Nutty Professor. That's black. Uh, Austin Powers, Michael Myers. So Mike Myers, Chris Farley. Um, hold on, hold on. Is there anything of Bill Murray in that time frame? Yes, Groundhog Day, I think, right? Uh, oh, is it, is, does it have Mike Myers, Ben Stiller, or, uh, fucking Chris Farley? No. Fuck. (laughs) Did you ask a question about animated? I did not. Bro. Is this movie animated? No. I don't understand. It's got to be fucking... <laughs> it's got to be Home Alone, bro. I mean, I don't know. Ask if it's a holiday movie. Is it a holiday movie? No, that's God, 10. God damn it, bro. This is bullshit. <laughs> I, I want to ask, do we know this goddamn movie? Because <laughs> that takes out pretty much all the goddamn comedies other than Wayne's World or Grumpy Old Men that I know. Maybe Clerks, but I don't... Well, that's a That's a stretch. Friday, but there's no... I mean, we said it was a white character, right? Yeah. So it's definitely not Friday. There's no white people on that. Kingpin, maybe? We need to narrow down the 90s. Do 90... Do... Uh, was it made before 1995? And that narrows down the 90s. Was this movie made past 1995? Past 1995? Yes. 1995 and 2000. No. Wait. We asked if it was made... After 1995. Or before that. You asked after, didn't you? So it's 1990 to 1995. 1995 or 2000. 
No. Yeah, he asked her if it was after 1995. You said no, right? Yes. It's said- after 95 and before 2000. Oh my god! I, I don't. So you have a comedy that's made after '95, before 2000, yeah, starring but... a white male. Uh, not. Uh. It's not anime, right? Or not animation? Does this movie have Bill Murray, Jack Black, or Paul Rudd in it? No. <laughs> Does this movie have Owen Wilson? Rob don't Schneider, waste a bunch of questions. Or. American Beauty was made in 99. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Ask that question again. Does this movie have Robert Downey Jr. or uh, Robert Downey Jr., Rob Snyder, or Owen Wilson? No. That's a bad question. 99, 2000? I feel like Owen Wilson was after 2000s. That was when we were in high school. But that motherfucker was popular. Mm. I don't fucking know. Mm. 95 to 2000. Hmm. Happy Gilmore was 96. You didn't say Adam Sandler, did you? Huh? Yeah, I said it. So he's, it's not him. Meet the parent. You already said Ben Stiller. Uh, Jason Biggs. Who? Jason Biggs. Who the fuck is Jason? Bro, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> the guy from America Pie. Bro! Really? That's what you're going with? Just one dude? You were the one who was like, we got to pick three people. Do you want me to answer that question? I fucking don't. Pick <laughs> three more at least, or two more. What the fuck? Don't pick it at all. Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh Office Space was 1999. Jason Biggs wasn't in shit. <laughs> yeah, that was a shit movie. Brand's never even seen that. He's not picking that. You ain't seen that shit. You ain't seen that shit. It's a terrible movie. The movie's stupid as fuck. I remember Sean Williams Scott. It's not animated, right? So we can't pick Toy Story, Tim Allen. Those are all in... I don't fucking know, bro. Big Lebowski. I don't know any of the comedies. It's not It's not pulling up a whole lot. Dumb and Dumber. Producer. Did you say Jim Carrey yet? You already said Jim Carrey? It's not Jim Carrey. I'm not certain on any of this shit. Yeah, let's see. Something's no off. No Chevy Chase. Something's off here. No Dan Aykroyd or whatever. There's no asked. fucking. Uh, he also asked about fucking uh, Robin Williams. No Robin Williams. See, yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> you got white confused with something else. <laughs> There's no white people back then. Some stupid ass shit. You watch some bullshit we ain't ever seen. Ninety five to two thousand. Snatch. That was in two thousand. Just guess some shit, Zay. What road trip? When did scary movie come out? That's got a white dude in it. They're all main characters. Okay, you know that. <laughs> Talk about this shit later. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Just guess some shit. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I ain't got a clue. Is it a Disney movie? Is it a Disney movie? Is it a Disney movie? Yes. It's not animated. It ain't got Robin Williams in it. Oh, we need to ask if Tim Allen's in that bitch. When, when did that Santa Claus bullshit come out? This motherfucker's going Christmas on us. The Santa Claus came out in 1994, bro. It's goddamn Tim Allen. It's fucking Santa Claus. Is it a holiday movie? Didn't you already ask that? Yeah, we already did. Oh. <laughs> what did he say? No. Oh, goddamn, why am I doing Tim Allen? <laughs> Xavier, you didn't say shit. Just ask another question, Zay. Okay. Um, does this movie have Rick Moranis or... Um, Mm-hmm. Tim Allen in it. Yes, that's 15. So it's got Tim Allen in it. Or Rick Moranis. Who the fuck is Rick Moranis? That's the guy from uh, 
Oh, yeah, shrunk the kids. Oh, motherfucker. God damn it. Uh, it's not a holiday movie. It's not animated. It is Disney. God damn it. Fuck you, Zay. Uh, if it's Tim Allen, it's got to be... It's not animated, so it can't be Toy Story. It's got to be... Uh, Jungle to Jungle? Uh, that's it. <coughs> There's no other movies he's in that aren't animated. So it's got to be the other dude. Just ask if it's him. Is the main character of the movie Rick Moranis? No. Oh. There's only one movie. That's not animated. It's not holiday. It's got to be Jungle to Jungle. Tim, Tim Allen. Yeah, it's got to be Jungle to Jungle. It's not a TV series, right? We're doing movies. Yeah. How are you going to narrow it down? I'm narrowing it down by saying it's fucking Jungle to Jungle. Is there any other actors in there other than Tim Allen? Yes? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what's Man. the kid's name in there? Narrow it down. No, what's the kid's name? It's not animated, right? So it's can't be like What's the kid's name? I can't think of the kid's name. Brandon, we don't fucking know. You know. I don't. Is Martin Short in the goddamn movie? Yes. That's it. Hold on, let me see. <laughs> There's got to be a fucking kid in there. I'm trying to think of the kid's name. <sighs> it says 1995. So Santa Claus was 1984. What are you doing? Toy Story. Can I guess? Yeah, you Is it Jungle to Jungle? Right, he's taking a guess. Uh, Grizzly, do you agree with that to guess? you want to approve his guess? Uh, we get two guesses. So no, you should get one guess. Oh, one guess and it's over with. Say, just guess it. Is it Jungle to Goddamn Jungle? It is Jungle to Jungle. Go fuck yourself, you Say. <laughs> and this submission comes from Ryan from... Uh, that was a hard one. Tennessee. Good job, Ryan. Yeah, good one. That was a very good one. Yeah, you There's not a whole lot of people in there other than Tim Allen. And then when you go into not animation, that one... That fucks you up. Yeah, you uh, you really got him there, right? <laughs> Tim Allen one, and we thought it was Toy Well, that is... We should have asked if it was a movie or a thing, but at least we got it. What? Just cut that. That That is... <laughs> it was most definitely a movie. It is 21 Questions Movies, uh, but... That'll be it for us, uh, We Real Reels, and thank you for listening to our review of Talladega Nights. We will see you next month for our movie review of The Night Before. Mm-hmm, very interesting. And so that'll be it from us here at We Real Reels. Uh, Polar? I'm out. Dummy, yeah. Grizzly? Over there. All right, guys, have a good Thanksgiving, and we'll see you in December. What'd you say? Keep on reeling. Katie Couric. <laughs>